Hello, and welcome to The Dreadclaw. Hello everybody, and uh, welcome to this episode of The Dreadclaw. Uh, so today, uh, we commissioned an emergency Dreadclaw, because uh, today was the day of the surprise uh, drop of the uh, Horus Heresy Age of Darkness FAQ, and the, the FAQ for the drop pods, and a further FAQ around custodians. Uh, so tonight, um, Michael and myself are here. Hello. And uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be covering off the stuff in the Age of Darkness and the uh, drop pod um, FAQs. The custodians one we're going to leave for our own very own Lord of Terror, Chris, uh, to return from Mr. Jean, the lovely Paris, uh, and he can give us our comments when he's back in the country. So just to give us a, a, a quick run-through, really, of um, what's changed, what we, the pair of us, think the implications are, because uh, on the face of it, this is, feels like a seismic change for certain army um, army types. Would you agree, Michael? I definitely would agree. It's, it's, a, it's a huge change uh, for, mm. for some armies. I mean... Uh, Obviously, some have disappeared completely. So, uh, so well, some choices have, will have disappeared yeah. completely overnight, uh, whereas new ones will be will be there. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, I think without further ado, we'll probably just uh, go through the FAQ um, page by page, if you like. And uh, what I'll do is I'll um, we'll look at the original rule and look where it's changed, and then uh, Michael and myself will give us our our views of, of what this does for the game and what, what that would impact people. Or benefit people who currently use that particular unit on board. So, the first uh, change, stranger on this one, so uh, this is on page 29 of the, the big rule book. Um, yeah, so I'm on the page now. They've asked us to add the following line to the end of the first paragraph under the heading Perils of the War. And it, what it says is that if a, if a vehicle suffers perils of the war, always experience the psychic bash, backlash result on the perils of the war table. So, I'm not sure what's currently written in there for vehicles. Um, you've got psychic dreadnoughts for uh, Thousand Suns. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. So, what currently happens? Does it, does it clarify it at all, or is it? I not, think it just says that this is what happens. Right. Um, I, I don't think it. I think it was kind of just. It's a bit weird because obviously, you know, some perils of the warp thing means you need to take a. Um, you know, you you need to take a, a leadership, leadership test or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and right. stuff like that, and it just makes it simpler because yeah, it's because just the psychic backlash. I think it's basically a whole point, isn't it, or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, glancing hit. Yeah, so um, rather than you know, always oh, got no leadership test, therefore it's, it's immune. And that kind of balances that out. So if you do get a perils of the war uh, when you're using your psychic dreadnoughts, you will lose a whole point, which seems perfectly sensible to me. Yep, yep. Uh, so the next one, I'm not. I always thought I'm not quite sure what they've changed here because looking at this from my point of view, I can't see a big change. But maybe it will point out the differences, Michael. So now this is in the vehicle section. Uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just move to that page now. Sure. Uh, so, so what they're saying is replaced into my paragraph heading vehicles and ordnance weapons with, with this, which is uh, vehicles may fire ordnance weapons. That was also given. Uh, a vehicle that fires an ordnance weapon may only make snapshots with other weapons that turn again. Pretty sure that was always the case, but I could be wrong. Uh, unlike other units of vehicles, can both move and shoot in the same turn. Again, I thought that was just how it was, but maybe it wasn't clear. I, I think it's 
pretty much just a clarification uh, right. of of what was there before it was i think this was this was previewed at christmas when um someone saw the 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 beta version of these uh, um, rules. and i think this is very much a, a clarification of what it was before it's just uh, i think just a tidying up exercise right. I mean, so, so no major changes as far as we can tell from like said so, certainly how i've been playing ordinance um, and vehicles firing ordinance uh, from day one so. yep so just... uh, the next change which is quite a significant change really uh, so this has always been a bit of a debate this one this is the panoply yeah of war which is on page 131 and uh, this is always a bit of a thing as about well. what knights are included in this. Yeah. Very clear. Because, so, uh, well, it's clear in the rule book what knights are included, but obviously they changed what knights were included, if that makes any yeah. any sense. Well, they changed what was what was possible. Sure. Um, so, I mean, they've got well, everything. So they've got well, the they, took the, they took the knights out, basically. Yeah. The paladin, oh, right, yeah, they did, didn't they? For the Paladin, the Errant, the Warden, the Gallant, the Night Crusader, the Dominus. Yeah, uh, so obviously that's, that's a big. That's that's big because the Dominus is not currently have doesn't have rules. So we know that the Dominus is going to be. Yeah, so, so obviously we now yeah. know that the Dominus is having rules, but... and now you can take it as a single. Um, well, you could take two of them in the Panathlon War um, Super Heavy choice, couldn't we? Uh, Panoply of War is just a single super. Oh, is it single? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of the War Machine Detection. You're yeah, right. Sorry. Um, uh, Serestus Night Lancer, Serestus Castigator, uh, Archon, uh, and this is another biggie. This one, this is the Acastus Knight, uh, Proporium. Proporium, yeah. Proporium. Now, that's the big shooting monster that was previously, I think, pretty much exclusively for the use in the Panic Mines, wasn't it? Yes, but well, the Mechanicum and Knight Armies, but now um, you can't even take a um, you, well, you still can't take an Atropus. Oh, yeah, no, no, Atropus, they've actually deliberately taken that one out. Yep. Yes, I see what you mean because that's a that's a pretty good knight, and you see a few of them kicking around, they're, they're pretty useful. But the um, that does make, however, the, the you have to say the word because I can't. How do you say it? Propyron, Propyron, yeah, um, or Purium, Popyrion, maybe, Purium, something like that. You know um, what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pe- we're going to the the um, open day this weekend. We're gonna I'm gonna ask that question. How exactly do you pronounce the night Proprium? We should say to Dead Forge. Can you put a phonetic spelling when you do something crazy for people who have to do podcasts, please? Most or just, most undignified us trying to get unnamed our tongues around some of these names, or, or just um, players in general, because you know. Yes. I mean, I've heard some crazy pronunciations for some of the units. That's true. But, um, so that does mean that you might see a few more of those because they're pretty useful and they're big and they look cool, I think. So that's good to see. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the next one here, uh, which, is a, which is a bit of a change, I suppose, um, particularly, you know, with uh, shenanigans that you can do. So this has got the uh, arriving from reserves, which is on page 147. Yeah. Um, so this is replaced the third paragraph with, uh, some special rules can modify the role required for a unit to arrive from reserve. Regardless of the modifiers... A natural roll of one always means that unit in question remains in reserve. A natural roll of six always means that unit in question arrives from reserve. And again, with putting minuses or pluses that you potentially could stack up for reserve rolls, that effectively says if you roll a one, it's not coming on. If you roll a six, regardless of any modifiers, it's going to come on. Which to me seems, you know, common sense. 
It does, but you know, common sense usually takes a bit of a bit of a bath when it comes to some of these rules, and people have got a tendency to look at them uh, in the best light that suits them. This at least clarifies those points. Like yeah, yeah, more, lots of clarifications, which it yeah. seems to be a big a big thing with this FAQ. Um, and then we got uh, preferred enemy, which I think is actually a pretty. Yeah, this is a big change, isn't it? This one. This yeah. is really interesting because uh, what it says here uh, is that they made some changes to that. Significant changes, actually. So, um, I don't know if you want to talk through this one, Michael? Um, yeah, so the rule as it stands for preferred enemy is the um, the, the rule is presented to preferred enemy X, where X identifies a specific type of foe. If the special foe does not specify a type of foe, then everyone has preferred, everyone is preferred enemy of the unit. A unit that contains at least one model with this special rule, re-rolls fail to hit and fail to, and to wound rolls of one if attacking its preferred enemy. This applies both to shooting and close combat attacks. Um, what this says here is that uh, if it's a mixed unit that has one or more models with the preferred enemy rule, but is not entirely composed of such models, it still benefits from the effect of preferred enemy for all attacks made against that unit. For example, a model with preferred enemy independent characters may re-roll, fail to hit, and to wound against all of the models in the unit which has been joined by an independent character. Now, I don't know about you, Graham, but that's the way I've always played it, um, ever, ever since I came back into the hobby in 5th edition. I don't know whether I've... To be honest, it's never really come up, but I can see where, let's say, for example, you've got a, a, a console with the Previ, Previan, is it? You know, the one that can take Previan, the robots? yeah, yeah. Previan. So... If you had preferred enemy infantry, for example, and that and he's the purveyors in a squad with monstrous creatures, how does it work? Well, they kind of clarified that to say actually, if anything's got preferred enemy about anything else in that unit, you can basically um, use that preferred enemy rule for everything that you're fighting against. Yeah, I, I have seen the argument both ways, but um, I, I've always played it as if there's one in there, it. Uh... Yeah, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because I suppose the things like maybe people could argue the toss with things like artillery. Um, you know, where you've got the artillery pieces, but you've also got the guys manning the guns who are infantry. If you have preferred enemy infantry, would you get it? Well, this clarifier clearly says that you would for everything. Yeah. But not that you can attack the guns in close combat anyway, but yeah. But you could do for shooting, so yeah. very good. It's a, it's a very it's a very again, it's a it's a simple clarification that ch- that doesn't change a massive amount, I don't think, but it it it, it makes it clear what the intent is. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a very good point you made there. It's, cl- it's clarifying the intent, isn't it, of the rule? Yeah, which, yeah, a big running theme through this one. So yeah. what else have we got here? 172, so turn to this is This is the big one. This is the mic drop of this uh, rules pack, really, this one. So this uh, this is a real game changer, I think. Um, uh, so this is uh, – oh, this is not the sniper. Sorry, no, it's not this no, one. No, this isn't the same thing. Oh, this is just not a, the same thing. You're, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, I'm so key. I'm so keyed up about this change. Uh, this is uh, saying that um, they've added some clarifications around the sniper rule, uh, which basically says uh, if a model making a shoot attack would normally need less than a four plus to wound, thanks to their weapon strength. So let's say you had a strength five thing that was uh, with the sniper rule, and you were wounding on threes, uh, you use the three to wound, not the four plus, which you would get for the normal sniper rule. Uh, and I think the same thing also applies to the AP values as well. So, for example, if you have an AP two weapon. And you're hitting with a sniper, with a sniper roll, you'd use the AP two. I think that's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think when some people read that, they thought, "Yay, sniper vets are going to get even better." 
Yes, and then <laughs> and <laughs> spoiler then we'll, alert. We'll, yeah, spoiler alert. Okay, so yeah. and the other thing is, and um, also which is quite interesting, uh, blast and template weapons can never benefit from the effect of sniper. So uh, people who are using sniper rules with flamers or sniper rules with missile, um, you know, missiles or, or blast template weapons, you can't. It, it doesn't stack. You don't get the sniper rule for those. No, I so personally that, didn't think it did, but. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure this has been answered previously, but it could be wrong. There were people who would swear blind that it did. Wow. Um, Wow. Not naming names? No, like I said, I've I've, I've not come across it personally. Um, You know, Sniper Flamers, I'm sure. Actually, I I say a lie. I probably have come across it. Um, It just didn't um, worry me too much at the time because it was probably running Armoured Breakthrough. But, um, yeah, I can see why it's a big deal, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were, so, and your opponent was a bit miffed because he, 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 you know, his key, one of his key things couldn't... Key tactic, it couldn't affect my tanks. Ha-ha! <laughs> I've not, again, Armoured Breakthrough shows how incredibly powerful it is. Um, so the, the next change, so that is a significant change. Again, like you said, in terms of the spirit of the um, this uh, FAQ, it clarifies some things that people may have been misinterpreting or, uh, you know, Putting a particular spin on a particular rule. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, when when, when when Games Workshop put out a set of rules, they assume that we'll all read it the way the way they wrote it. You know, the the the, the whole thing. But the problem is that sometimes people have you know the English language is a very how do we put it clumsy language. I think it's fair. It's it's malleable in in the forms of you know certain people can you know twist some of that intent, and I think this is to, to sort of bring that back in line with what was meant. Because if you think about it, if you're a rules writer and you know you're in that discussion with other rules writers or game testers, and you're explaining stuff, you probably get into a bit of an echo chamber. One assumes, um, and that you think actually, of course, that's exactly what it means. It's completely obvious to me as the rules writer as to what the intent was. But I know from like our own experiences when we put special rules into event packs or something like that. Somebody will come along and interpret it in a completely different way. So I think this is very clear on, on making sure that those things are understood correctly. Yeah, well, I mean, we've, I mean, I play a lot of board games, as people know, and um, I, there aren't many board games out there that I own, uh, and that are out there in general, that don't have some frequently asked questions. You know, Board Game Geek, that's half the threads in, in the right, forums okay. on Board Game Geek, is, is what exactly does this rule mean? So, you know, people, yeah, yeah. people read things differently. So, um, going on we've got an yeah. actual we've got a we've got a profile change um yeah go on how does that change i'm, I'm not I'm, sure i'm just going to lift my microphone up so if i go a little bit quieter well I'll okay well I'll, I'll talk through what they're saying so got, it's it's the frag launcher yes so this is on the quad frag launcher it's now so the, it loses shell shock right i thought that was the case so but as i as i don't think it could have been affected by shell shock uh, i don't think shell shock <sighs> would have really worked worked on it i don't think so I think it was an overhang from sixth edition, wasn't it? Shell shock. So, um, but yeah, I think that's like a pinning test when you got hit by these previously, and they've taken that out now. So the quad launcher brackets frag, uh, twelve inches to sixty inches, uh, strength five, AP five, heavy four, barrage blast three. So um, small blast templates as always, but the thing is, the shell shock, which I think was the pinning, uh, has gone, and that's basically saying. What they've done on a couple of these things is said this profile replaces all instances of this weapons profile that you know may exist in all of the rule books. Yeah. So you know where you get this in cults and militia, and you get it in Legion of Astartes, and you get it elsewhere. This is basically one profile to rule them all. This is the 
the definitive. Exactly. And then we've got another profile change. We've got the Graviton Imploder. Mm. Now, the Graviton Imploder in um, has um, the Graviton Pulse rule in the main rule, but what, what they've done is they've put the Graviton implosion rule because so i think when people found you know when it changed a lot of mechanical players are like oh it's it's different it's not as good anymore um the, the imploder in is graviton implosion rule is instead of rolling to normally with this weapon any model which is hit by the attack with a special rule must roll equal to or under their strength or suffer one rule you roll 3d6 for armor penetration against targets with an armor value roll separately for each successful hit right okay because it's um so I, I'm not sure where this is or what what things fire these. Uh, it's a mechanicum, uh, right? Yeah, because the grab gun is a blast template. This isn't that, is it? And, and these a, are this is a this is salvo a salvo. Uh, the 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 um, graviton um, the graviton pulse um, is, a, is is a little bit different. Um, and it's a um, instead of rolling to rule normally, you roll under the strength, or you suffer a wound, um, yes. and you leave a blast marker. Whereas and it does, does haywire. Doesn't, this doesn't do haywire. This has an armor penetration on three d six. Yeah, but you okay. know that that's pretty. That's pretty powerful, and it returns it to being a powerful grab weapon. You know, graviton weapon that the mechanicum, um, you know, had yeah. before. So it, it's it's pretty good. So I mean, that's... Four, four shots, you know, against a tank with three d six armor pen. Yeah, I'm just I mean, the average for two dice is seven. I don't know what the average for three dice. Probably something around an eleven, or suppose. So like you know, shoot the back of things up. It's going to be pretty good. I'm just trying to wonder what, um, what on earth uh, the um, and it's AP two as well. I'm just trying to wonder what on earth can take the graviton imploder. For some reason, okay. I keep thinking um, the the Mirrodons. Oh yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, again with this one, it says wherever you see graviton imploder, this is the the um, the one truth effectively. This is the one that you use from all the books going forward. Yep. Okay. So this is a the next one. Um, you just got to give me a moment to open up the book because this obviously yeah, no this, this moves into a to- a totally new book because that's the yeah. rule book changes made. Yeah. So now so, I've got now I've got to go to the army. It's now in th- we're now into the army list. So yeah. So the red the, the red army. army. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, I'm so, using I'm using the electronic book, so it's not, okay, not, not no flipping. Questions. I don't know where my actual books okay. are. So it's page nineteen and it's centurions, isn't it? Yes. I'll have a quick. I'll read this out and then you can tell us where the changes are. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is for the uh, one of the popular choices um, for consoles is the Master of Signals. I I use this. Michael uses this. Um, I say page 19 on the big uh, red book, or not the big red book, the um, uh, Legion of Astartes Age of Darkness lists rule book. Uh, special rules amend the bombardment to read. So bombardment, once per game, in lieu of firing weapon in the shooting phase, a marshal can opt to call in a bombardment attack against the enemy. The attack need not select the same target as the unit which the marshal signal is attached, which was always a big downside for this because previously i always played it so let's say i put it in a squad of something like tyrant siege terminators uh, that meant that i if i was going to use the bombardment they would i've always played it that they would have that the bombardment have to target the same thing as the unit did yeah this, this is yeah this says that's not the case it can target something completely differently um and also another key thing this is very interesting because previously bombardment i believe is an ordnance weapon and uh, the ordnance weapons for uh, infantry, non-vehicles, are very clear that you can't move and fire them. But this is saying um, 
you can move and fire this. And even more interestingly, which I can see a lot of people doing, you can put him in the back of a, a rhino with a fire point and f use the bombardment out of the fire point, which is unheard of. Um, the only thing which has always been the case is that he can't use his uh, Cognus Signum in the same turn. So you couldn't boost your squad that you're attached or within range to uh, by adding plus one to their ballistic skill uh, and fire the bombardment. It's either or. But even so, that is a huge change. It is, it is. I mean, the, the rule as it is, is didn't say anything about the Cognus Signum. So I've often used the Cognus Signum and fired my, bo my, my bombardment at oh, the same right. time. Okay. Um, so that's, that is a change. But the it's putting it in a vehicle is good. Yeah, I mean uh, that, that, that is that is I can now pop him in because with the ultramarines you can take yeah. a, 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 the rhino, uh, the command rhino as the a Damocles. A Damocles yeah. that's the one. Uh, you can take that as a dedicated transport for him, so I can mm. put him in a transport yes. instead of having to have him out in order to um, in order to get that bombardment. I can protect him for a turn, um, maybe with a squad of. Um, something you know firing uh, yeah. uh you know a, a, a five-man squad of whatever uh, yeah. or just have him in there because he's a, he, he is attacks for ultramarines if you take the logos like terry you have to use him yeah. um but uh yeah so it's a uh it's a pretty i think that's pretty good that that he can move and and fire a, 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 a will be in a vehicle yeah because that's always been a downside like you say particularly you know if you want to take him with Something like a armored breakthrough. So, if you want to have him as an additional HQ choice, maybe to use the augury scanner with a shooty squad, like you said, you know, you'd have that whole. Well, I can't move him out of the vehicle in that turn because he's, then he can't fire because it's you know it's an ordnance weapon. So that that is a huge change, really big, yeah, for that particular character. Completely different way of playing him. Quite big, quite big. The 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 other one that I really like is is the next one, the Legion Champion. Yeah, again, and you know who uses Legion Champions? I well, think people are going to be using Legion Champion from now completely. on, completely, because you can now take a Paragon Blade for twenty points, and you get to Mastercraft it as well. Well, yes, weapon, so skill, is... weapon skill six with the Supreme Fighter rule, right? And um, and a Paragon and a Mastercrafted Paragon Blade. Yeah, he is now a good. I think he's now a very good choice for a melee. Absolutely. I mean, Paragon Blades are great, aren't they? AP2, plus one strength, normal initiative. Yeah. So absolutely great for, you know, mowing down Terminators, for example. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's going to be, a, you're going to see a load more of them. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely think we'll be seeing a lot more Legion Champions now. I already have two made up for each of my Legions, so I'm, <laughs> I'm all right there. But yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. So, that's so yeah, Mastercrafted Paragon Blades all round uh, for those. <laughs> You know, and you will see uh, quite a few more of these again. I mean, I think he has to make challenges and things, and I think he probably gets bonuses for being in a challenge. But a great, you know, console killer. I think somebody referred to him as going forward. He will absolutely, you know, anything with a artist for armor or whatever is going to get chopped to bits by him. Yeah. So very cool. Uh, good to see that they've looked at what units aren't used very often and done something to bring those back in the game. Definitely. Um, and then we're on to the the big. The big change, the one that uh, is going to get uh, Mr. Stallard very upset. Okay, what's that one? Veteran tactics are changing. Oh, you've skipped changing. one, my friend. Yeah. Oh, have I? You've, oh, you've you've it's the Legion Chaplain. Chaplain, console. yeah. Yes, How have I this is that? another big. This is another big. It's because we're so keen to talk about this rule. Yeah, yeah. We're it's, just just like, it's like let's get on. Let's let's break some people's hearts. <laughs> okay, yeah. Chaplain, Chaplain. Um, yeah. Replace their chainsaws. 
or combat blade power or power weapon of Terminator over Crozius Artinium, which is a power weapon type as shown. Um, the Crozius Arcanium is a chaplain symbol of Osis and may not be replaced by any other weapon. That is really interesting because there's going to be no more chaplains with chain fists, for example. Yeah. It says that you can't, you know, swap out. All you can swap is, um, weapon that he comes with is with a Crozius Arcanium. I, I, I have seen people give their chaplains chain fists. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you can. You used to be able to, now you can't. So um, very interesting change, that one. Because obviously, you know, the Crozier Canyon for the best one in the world, Strength 6 AP4, because it's a, like a power mall, I believe. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's not a power mall in, in Heresy. It's whatever the weapon is represented by. So, for example, it could be a power sword, it could be a power mall, or it could be a power axe. Okay, right. So, but it couldn't be a Crozier's Arcanium chain fist, one assumes. No. <laughs> it's a power weapon. Somebody will try that. You know that, don't you? But yes, I see what you're saying. So, spirit of the game, you're right. It's a power weapon of some description. Yeah? Yeah, I, I always played it as it, it was a power weapon. But obviously, the rule doesn't specifically say. Right. Say it. Now it does. Okay. So the next one, this is uh, this is going to break a few hearts. A, a very short statement. Um, so I'll let you read it out, Michael. Yeah. So we've got the marksman veteran tactic in there, which is probably the most popular veteran tactic out there, where your unit gains outflank and and sniper. Which is really powerful. I admit, I've used it. I've got a squad with um, with two heavy bolters in it, and I give it, and I like to give it to marksmen, and it's always done. It's always done me well. Yeah. But now it's taken out your rule. It's it's. There's no more marksmen. Instead, they've entered in a new veteran tactic called stalkers, and the unit simply gains scout. Yeah. That is a proper mic drop. I didn't say it before, but it really is. The, it's just like all, all these people reading that, you know, who use uh, veterans uh, exclusively for their um, troop choices are like, damn, you have to think of something else. Because, you know, having those units, and I've had it happen to me so many times, which I'm slightly gleeful about. So my apologies to everybody in this effects. But, you know, having a rhino full of, like you say, uh, veterans rock up on the side of the board uh, and then start dishing out you know, AP2 uh, wounds all over the place just by sheer volume of fire. It's so depressing. And they're so cheap. And they really are so good that they've almost overshone any other kind of troop choice, except, you know, for your own kind of um, narrative purposes. Like you with breaches, I use tactical squads. Um, you know, people may use assault squads. But, you know, every, every heresy event I've been to, they've been you know, loads of them. You know, by default. So, hopefully, we shall see a, a more variety of troop choices going forward and a return of the tactical squad unit. One yeah, can I, I definitely see Pride of the Legion going down in in, in a lot of people's um, choice um, for their right of war. Yeah, absolutely, um, and that's good. That's a good thing, I think, because there was a certain staleness to it. I'm sorry, you know, for, to, for people who've used it, but. You know, when you come across, you go to a you know a five game event uh, over a weekend, and you you know three of the armies that you fight are all using the same tactic. It's like, yeah, this is cool, but you know it would be nice to see something a bit different now and again. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a real it's a huge change, I think. And uh, you know, I mean, just looking at the old rules for the tactical squad now, a hundred points for five guys. You know, they've got two attacks basic, so you know. 
you can give them another cross combat weapon for next to nothing, two points each, plus the sniper. I mean, they were just too good. You know, I think, you know, tw 12 points for another veteran. So another 60 points to make it a 10-man squad. So absolutely knocks the spots off. Uh, uh, sorry, that's that tactical squad. My apologies. Looking at the wrong thing, aren't they? What a doofus. Um, but anyway, no, that is right. That is a yeah, veteran tactical squad, yeah. So they were super cheap. So I think, like you say, this has kind of um, pulled that back in a bit. I mean, they've still got some pretty good rules. Um, yeah, you know. I, 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 I look at the rules and I think, well, if I'm going to take anything for my um, veteran tactics now, um, Weapon Masters um, becomes, you know, a lot more interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, Machine Killer with Combi Melters. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. Or even you know. missile launchers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that basically makes the, the missile launchers like LAS cannons, doesn't it? Yeah. Strength 9, not AP2, obviously, but still, you know, they're going to give them the ability to, you know, shoot up um, uh, Spartans, for example. And with suspensor yeah. webs. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. You're, you're, shooting think, them on the, you're shooting them on the go. Um, I mean, they they lose the outflank special rule again, which is a, which is a big... Uh, much does Scout give you outflank as well? I think it does, doesn't it? It's no, infiltrate. It you, uh, well, yeah, infiltrate. No, it's a scout move. I can't remember. But yeah, the scout, the, main... the scout move. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. book again. So, this, yeah. is, this is how often I use sc uh, scouts <laughs> or anything with a scout, you know, a scout yeah. move. Scout rule. I can't remember if scout automatically gives you. I think it does automatically give you outflank. But anyway, um, so some significant changes for people to deal with that uh, and not to, you know, have that ease of. You know, ten man squad in a rhino coming out, like I said, and doing twenty shots against your, you know, heavy weapon squad, for example. And you know, statistically, probably four or five of those maybe rolling sixes. Mm -hmm. If you know people roll how they do, so that's you know six AP two things. You're only going to get cover saves. You have to go to ground, and yeah, you're going to get that unit wiped out. So that does as a rebalancing act. Very good. Yeah, I, w I wasn't expecting that because based on the what uh, Anuj was saying in the live game. Um, uh, that that it wasn't going to be a there wasn't going to be a lot of a lot of massive it was just going to be clarifications that was probably a a huge yeah a huge thing. yeah so, that that's not a clarification is that's a that's a change that's a significant change yeah okay so moving on we've got implacable advance under mm. terminators um yeah. that has now just changed so units with this special rule uh always count as scoring units in any mission where troops are also counted as scoring units. Right, so, that's interesting, um, isn't it? I'm trying to think. Yeah, what? You, what? There are there are no missions that I'm aware of where troops aren't counted as scoring. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe that's something they've got in the pipeline. Uh, scouts are always counted as scoring units in missions where troops are counted as scoring units. So yeah, yeah it's it's it doesn't. Okay. Uh, units with this special rule are always treated. It says, I think oh, it's it says squads. It says squads here. So, uh, okay, right. I see what you mean. It's a yeah, squad. Squads. So it changed it to units, so that's... which would be sensible, wouldn't it? Because the squads is a misleading thing that nobody's using. Um, whereas a unit is quite clear; it's that particular one unit. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's just a just a clarification because no doubt, doubt someone has uh, mm. ha has said something there. And then we've got something. Then we're moving on to apothecarian detachments, and it's something that we've. You know, we've asked before, yeah. um, for the purposes, it simply says, for the purposes of missions which use, make use of victory points of killing units, the apothecary detachment is not considered to be a separate unit and a victory point cannot be scored for its destruction, which is, I think, the way that most people have played it. Yeah. But so basically, 
yeah, I think it's was the thing was whether the so if you have three Apocatharians and you split them up into three tactical squads, when you kill the tactical squad, do you get a point for each of the tactical squads plus a point for each of the Apocatharians, wasn't it? That's how some people interpreted it. What they're saying there is you just get the point for killing the unit that they're attached to. Yeah, because an apothecary can never be a separate unit on his own. Yes. He he's yeah. not like an independent character. He 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 forms part of the unit that you're playing yeah. with. It's like the it's like the sergeant in a tactical squad, isn't he? Basically, exactly the same. So, an interesting thing again, another area of intense debate uh, put to bed, which is great news. Yeah, which is pretty. Yeah, yeah, you know, another summary of this. Uh, yeah. And then we've got on page 33, so I need to move over a page. Um, Dreadnought Talon. Um, yeah. it, uh, says dedicated transport, a legion dreadnought talon numbering a single dreadnought. They take a legion drop pod or legion dreadnought drop pod as dedicated transport. Yes. Um, so, so that is the, just a normal drop pod. Yeah. That's so that's a, back that's in because the, the, the rules took out the normal drop pod. Right. That's a 35 point drop pod. Yes. 35 point so, drop pod. But this is just purely for your, uh, classic box dread castellian or whatever they're called yeah castafarium yeah. yeah. but not yeah. for um not for contemptors which is yeah. a shame because i was making a list today with drop pods and i was like <laughs> yeah i would love it i would love it if they um if they uh if they, if they get into one of those at 35 points i expect you would yeah um, I absolutely i, I would have absolutely loved it but no they 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 they, they haven't been that nice to us. No. Um, so what we've got here, Sky Hunter Phalax. So I'm just. Oh no, you've gone, you've gone past. I can't this is Dreadnought Talent. Oh yeah, I've moved down a page. Okay, <laughs> okay yeah, yes. Dreadnought Talent. So we're still on 33. Um, I'm getting too far ahead. Legion Dreadnought yeah. Talent. So we've got a Dreadnought a specific formation. A Dreadnought Talent is a specific formation designed to operate yeah. as a clenched fist on the battlefield in order to smash through the fiercest resistance but given the power and individuality of the dreadnoughts themselves operate more akin to a warrior band than a squadron unit so when first deployed in the battlefield either at the start of the game or when arriving via reserve later on the dreadnoughts and the talent must be placed within six inches of each other and afterwards are not treated as a vehicle squadron but operate independently as individual units for the purpose of taking any actions as well as for determining victory points in missions which make use of victory points for a yes. unit. So if you take a, a dreadnought talent, you um, you score a point for each dreadnought you destroy, not just not yeah. just the unit in total, which is yes, which different. again was, a, was another. You know, people were like, "Well, it's a squadron, so therefore, you know, you don't get a point for you get one point for the squadron, not one point for." So if you were had a you know a three unit dreadnought talent of leviathans. The argument I've had is that, well, actually, that's one victory point for killing three of them. Well, you know, killing three uh, Leviathan Dreadnoughts is hard graft. I think you deserve three victory points, frankly. So, um, yeah, I think that's good to clarify that. They're basically saying that they're not a squadron in that regard. They're treated as an individual unit from the purposes uh, from the moment they get onto the board onwards and they count as a victory point for each one of those units. Yeah, and obviously that rule, uh, uh, as for free, it replaces all Dreadnought talent rules in there. So yeah. Contemptors and um yeah contempt contemptors box nought and um leviathans leviathans yeah so all everything so that's cool um again a, a clarification of something that's been bumbling around the surface for some time so yeah uh, the next one is a legion seeker squads get a change to their uh they can buy a combi weapon for five five points each what does it is it, it's it's very points at the minute, isn't it 
Um, no. so now they can buy them for five. Yeah, ten points at the minute. So they can buy them for five. So suddenly, seeker squads, I think, are going yes. from... Uh, the new, they're going to be the new veterans, aren't they, basically? Well, I've always liked seeker squads, and I, I, yeah. I've never actually built a seeker squad. Um, oh, yeah. But I keep meaning to because I like the idea of them. You know, they're the headhunters going out there. Um, I yes. especially like the idea of them from Space Wolves. But it's again, they, you know, when you want to put on combi weapons, which I think is where, you know, I think they ex- they look they look like they're going to really work when using combi weapons. Yeah, it gets very expensive so. very fast. Yeah, and they were always overshadowed by the veterans, weren't they? Because the veterans could do the same things, just cheaper. And more reliably than the Seeker Squad. So I think this is, like I say, gives Seeker Squads their time in the sun. They're not quite overshadowed by the, the veteran, the shadow of the veteran squads, basically. Yeah, I think we'll be, I think we'll be seeing a lot more Seeker Squads, um, thanks yeah. to this, this little change because it makes them, it, it, it's, it's, it's rebalancing them a lot. It, it certainly is. I mean, I'm trying to think, do they have, um, they've got a few special rules themselves, haven't they? Uh, the old, uh, the Seekers. I think they've got, um, some sort of sniper esque ammo, haven't they, or something like that? I yeah, think. they've got they've got special ammo. Um, so uh, that you know they've got uh, um, specialist ammo. So uh, yeah. you know they've got Kraken, Scorpius, and Tempest and Tempest bolts for their bolters. And that's you know. right. Yeah. So they're you know they're, they're going to definitely come back into fashion, I think, very quickly. Um, what they've got currently, so special issue ammunition, marked for death, uh, impeccable advance of the scoring and precision shot. So um, you know, pretty good. I think a lot of Alpha Legion people use these because of the giving them the infiltrate ability. Um, just by default. So, yeah, special ammunition, uh, like you say, I think the Kraken stuff and what have you is all pretty good. So not a bad unit at all. So we'll see some more of them. They're a bit more expensive, but you will see, we'll definitely see more of them. Yeah, more expensive than the veterans, but now yeah. they're, I think now they are, they, they stand, that, that, that five point drop and the loss of, of sniper for the veterans makes them, yeah. um, makes them suddenly, a lot better so then we've got so then where we yeah now we're on to rights of war so um yes let me pull that up um the right of war what page is it on it's on 102 so the rule as it stands for the sky hunter phallax the rule the, what we've got here is rapid encirclement so jet bikes including those taken as um, by independent characters, um, may leave the table in their own movement phase and be placed under ongoing reserves. These units re-enter play using the outflank special rule. Now, I have seen this exploited so that people will bring their unit on from their own board side and then immediately take it on off in that turn in order to put it into outflanking ongoing reserves. Oh, right, I see what you mean, yeah. Okay. Um, so this is basically saying they've got to come in off. The other thing I think I've seen people do, and I could be wrong where this rules change, you may to clarify, is the fact that they can't do this if they're locked in combat. So if they're locked in combat, they can't then just disappear off and go back into reserves. I don't know if they could previously, um, but, you know, I'm, that would be pretty cheeky if they could have done. Well, they, they, I don't think they could, but, yeah, basically. Okay. Um, oh, no, they've got hit and run, haven't they? Uh, I, I'm assuming they must have, yeah, I guess I so. But yeah, hit and run. I'm going to have a look at the bike you, bike entry now. I'm pretty sure they've got hit and run, but okay. you know what? It's worth looking at it just, so, 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 just yeah. so we don't sound like we're complete we're, we're, we're complete idiots. Special rules. Legion is deep strike. No, I don't think they have hit and run. I thought they did have. 
Oh, wait a minute. What about the right of war? Does the right of war yeah, give them... the right of war, probably. Does the right yeah, of give war them. Give, them, give them hit and run? Um, 102. Because um, hit and run would be very useful. Troops. They could do it. No, it doesn't mention anything about hit and run. So okay. Obviously. Well, we, um, we yeah, but see. obviously there, there must have been some way of getting them get them being able to pull out a combat and go into. Otherwise, they yeah. wouldn't have put it in there. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, so, again, something to remember. Now, this next one, I really need you to clarify this because I haven't got the books in me. And I looked at it today and thought, hello. Hello there, he says, because I love an Augury scanner, me. Um, this looks really interesting. So, what it says is replace the final sentence under the Augury scanner heading with the following. If a unit has at least one model equipped with an Augury scanner, all, all of the ranged weapons in that unit gain the interceptor special rule. So this is on page 131, Michael. I don't know if you can quickly yeah, I'm find on, that. Yeah, I'm on it now. So the so Can you replaces, read out the rule as it currently stands? It replaces the last, replace the can final you, sentence of the Augury scanner. So if you read the whole thing and then read out what okay, it currently so says. This energy scanning device has the effect of alerting the user to a concealed presence or imminent arrival of enemy troops in the vicinity, even if concealed, and can even detect the telltale electrogravitic disruption effect on local space that procedures teleport transfers. Models cannot be deployed using the infiltrate special rule within 18 inches of a model with the augury scanner. Enemy models deployed by deep strike within range can also be attacked by a unit carrying an augury scanner in the shooting phase, as as if they're rapid as if they're rapid fire and heavy weapons, if they have any, have the interceptor special rule. So at the minute it says they're rapid fire and heavy weapons, so now it just says all weapons. I suppose that's only really relevant for things like mounted guns, but I'm just trying to think, where do they say the last sentence? Does that 18 inches disappear? Uh, no, no. Enemy. Uh, the last sentence is, enemy models deployed using deep strike in this range, uh, within this range, can be attacked uh, by units carrying an augury scanner in the shooting phase as if they're rapid fire and heavy weapons, if they have any, um, have the interceptor special rule. So instead, it okay. just becomes, if a unit has at least one model equipped with an augury scanner, all of the range weapons in that unit gaining interceptor special rule. Right. So that's interesting. So I was like, wow, that means that I can start intercepting, you know, from miles away with uh, with my um, Iron Havocs. No, the 18 inches are still there, and it is just for stuff deep striking. So yeah. like I said, if you've got a unit full of melter guns, though, pretty cool. Yeah. So, okay. Then we've got so this is, a, this is an interesting one, because I'd never even thought about this. Um, and when I read this earlier, I was like, yeah, okay. But somebody pointed out how people have been using a certain uh, shield tactic to, uh, to sort of do something a bit cheeky, I think. So this is about combat shields and boarding shields, which is on page 131 as well. Yeah, and it's an um, entirely new section. Yeah, and basically it's, it's get, you get rid of the whole section, replace the section, so just scrap the thing. So what they're replacing it with is combat shields. They're saying combat shields give a 6-plus in-run save, increase to 5-plus in close combat. Okay, simple enough. And boarding shields get a 6-plus in-run save, Increased to five plus in close combat. So, so far, so combat shield. Uh, models which have successfully charged any unit in which the majority of the models are equipped with brawling shields do not gain bonus attacks from charging. Now, that is key because I heard that you could give a single independent character a boarding shield, right? Mm -hmm. And then stick him in a, in a unit and then anything that charged that unit wouldn't get any increased attacks because you've got one model in there with a boarding shield. Yes, that's this exactly is, how it works. Yeah. 
well, that's cheeky like, isn't it? But anyway, what this has said is if the majority have boarding shields, that rule comes into effect. Otherwise, it doesn't come into effect. Yeah. So, so that's no more, no more giving your um, giving your Praetor a boarding shield just to. Uh... It never would have even crossed my mind. It's cool. um, it really wouldn't have done. So amazing. I've done it. I've used it. Not going to lie. I didn't. I wouldn't even have you know considered it. But anyway. But then again, you see, you are the king of the breacher, so you would know how valuable that is. I you know don't use them, so I'm, I'm not not, not familiar. Squ- with I've only got three squads of breachers. <laughs> you keep flying the flag for the breacher, my friend, they because there are many games, but. Well, I don't know. I mean, they were, they are tricky, aren't they? Taking a t- an attack away or taking Furious Charge or Hammer of Wrath, it's a useful thing to have. Um, so what they're saying is, yeah, if they're already engaged in combat, so if you're, you're a squad of breaches and somebody charges you, they don't get the extra attack for charging. Uh, if in the subsequent turn something else charges your breacher squad that's locked in combat, they do get the benefit from charging. Yeah, because obviously um, your, your breaches are already... Um busy dealing with whoever's attacking them to be able to turn around and go, right, defensive grenades. Yeah. And, and they're also saying that basically if you've got a boarding shield, you can never get a additional close combat. You can't get an additional attack by being armed with an additional close combat weapon. I yeah, think which, is saying. A, which is what it was before, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was and, exactly that before. And you can't use anything with a two handed special. Yeah. I don't know if that was even possible, but there you um, go. No, that wasn't in there before. Hmm. So you could have used a two-handed weapon and a breacher shield, fundamentally. Two-handed weapons were already going to, not going to let you give it a, another attack, so you would have got the benefit of the two-handed weapon because most of them you know, are that way to stop you from getting an extra attack and, and have the benefits of the breacher shield. So yeah, pretty cheeky, but I guess you could have done it previously. Um, yeah, I have seen a few builds for Death Guard breachers um, with the um, Power Scythe. Yeah, that's going to be... A, somebody's going to have to remodel those rather quickly. Um this next one is another big change, actually. The, the breach of the boarding shield one's big, but this is this is another biggie. Um, yeah, so this is about the nar- nar- Narcathium. So this is yes. uh, what you give your um, apocryphes. So what it says is replace the text under the heading uh, Narcathium <laughs> with the following. Uh, While any model carrying this specialised medical and alchemical gear in a unit is in play, all models with the Legion of Astartes key thing here, all models with a Legion Astartes special rule, including any independent characters with a Legion Astartes special rule that have joined the unit and feel no pain special rule. So what that means is you can no longer chuck a Primus Medicae in or any kind of a Mokothry, actually it would have to be a Primus Medicae, uh, to give your Primarch feel no pain. Mm-hmm because it only works for models that have got the Legion Astartes special rule, and the Primarchs do not have that rule. Yep, so... That is a huge change, because, you know, I've seen people on the Rust bus, you know, with that, you know, priest of awesomeness. Oh, well, I have to check that, if it, because he's he's got... it's He doesn't have an Arphiclium, does he? Oh, does he not? No, he doesn't have an Arphiclium. He has... Um, I believe he has, like, healing herbs or some rubbish like oh, that. Oh, some other magic, space magic... Yeah, it's really magic. The, the walls aren't, you know, they're 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 not up with technology. <sighs> so I think he uses. But I, if they've changed this, let's let's yeah. let's have a look through and see okay. if they change it later on. Okay, because hopefully they have. Um, but anyway, interestingly, so that basically, so Russ could get a six. Mind you, bear in mind, Russ has already got a six plus four of because He's a a um, Primark anyway, so it doesn't matter, does it? No. So we're now into another book again. So we're into the um, Age okay. of Darkness um, Legions. 
Uh, I'm going to Tyrant Siege Terminators. Oh, yes. So, do you want me to do this one? Because it's close to my heart. So, I'll talk through this It's on page 19. Yes. It says it's page 19. Page 19. Tyrant Siege Terminators is heavy. Yeah, okay. So, it's been a a battle that has raged almost as long as the um, heresy itself. Uh, So, back in the day, or I think actually in the text, it says that they're an elite unit. Or it did in one of the books. Yeah, it says here, uh, right here, in the in the in addition to those found in the Crusade Army list, the Iron Warrior Legion has particular access to two additional units, Tyrant Siege Terminate Squads, which are an elite choice on the Force Orgs card, and a high iron havocs, which are a heavy support choice. Yes. So this has been raging for eternity because when you then go to the heavy support sector, or when you go to the book itself, it clearly says they're heavy support. But people have argued the toss as to where the error is. Well, today, my friends. Uh, my fr- other brothers of iron, we can put that little one to bed. So it says, Tyrant Siege Terminator Squads are heavy support choices. Yep. Disregard any references to this unit in any other force organization slots. Yes, at long last. Okay. And I always thought they were heavy support, but... I've always played them as heavy support. I would never play them as elites. Yep. Okay, so then we've got... And I think most people have, to be honest. I don't remember anybody ever saying they should be elites. No, I, I, I can't remember anybody... Having said, yeah. said otherwise. This, this next one's a big change from for, from for the Primark Perturabo. Yeah. So this is a complete change to this rule, by the way. So heads up, Iron Warriors players, you'll need to remember this one. So under the subheading Relentless Strategist in the special rule section, replace the entire text with the following. All models in the same army as Perturabo gain Furious Charge while in the enemy's deployment zone. If Perturabo is held in reserve... He may choose the turn in which he and any other unit to which he is attached arrive from reserve, starting from the first turn of the game rather than the second. Now, the rule as it currently stands is that Perturabo can start rolling for any reserves from turn one. So if I had a Storm Eagle <coughs> and I had a load of drop pods or I had, you know, a um, the, the new uh, termite sort of siege drill thing or whatever, they could all come on from turn one onwards. What they're saying is, is now it's only the unit that Perturabo is attached to. So if you're deep striking him with Tyrant Siege Terminators, no problem. But the other units, they'll have to wait till turn two. So, yeah, a very interesting thing because that's quite a huge change for a lot of Iron Warriors players who use that rule to kind of alpha strike. Yeah. So, yeah, big change, that one. Uh, the next thing is under the fav- my favourite uh, Upgrade for any unit is the um, Perturabo's Pimp Wagon, uh, his dedicated transport, the Tormentor. So replace the text with the following. Again, big changes here. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Perturabo may take the Tormentor as a dedicated transport in any game of 3,001 points. Curses. So no more sneaking this into your 3K games, friends. Three Got to be 3,001 points or more. So if any Iron Warrior says to you, can we have a game of 3,005 points? Expect a Tormentor. The Tormentor is a unique Shadow Sword variant, which the Lord of Iron has personally modified. Profile listed below. It doesn't take up a Lords of War choice, which is key, but it's not like having two Lords of War. And its points value does not contribute to Perturabo's points value when determining the Lords of War or the 25% rule. That was never clear. Because obviously, if you look at Perturabo and this tank, it used to be about a thousand points, so it means you couldn't take it in a game that was less than four thousand points. What they've said is you, you discard 
the cost point in terms of the restrictions on 25% for Lords of War. What they've done is they've whacked the points up to 600 points. It was previously 500. Yep. Um, they've given. They've been quite clear as to what gear it's got. And again, this is always another raging debate. Can you put side sponsors on these things? Is the only upgrades, you know, Space Marine crew, et cetera, et cetera. So what they've done is they've said it's got the Volcano Cannon, which it's already had. Uh, it's uh, got a whole mounted Trince Headwork, which it always he had. Now it's put in the side sponsors. So this tank comes with side sponsors that are optional. You can't take them off. They have to be on it. Side sponsors with Las Cannon and a twin-linked heavy bolter. Um, Searchlight Smoke Delotter has extra armor, obviously. Uh, the Tormentor, has, it's got the Torment special rule, which I'll come on to, and a one Void Shield, which it always had. can carry 15 models. It's got an access point at the rear, which is the same. Now, the, the, the rule change here is not – this is great, actually. If the Tormentor fires all of its weapons at a single target – it gains the tank hunters and monster hunters special rule for those attacks. Oh, Tony. So you're, the volcano cannon, if our memory serves, is a five-inch blast, I think. My, yeah, it's only five. Um, that's a D weapon. So tank hunter with D weapon. So does that mean to re-roll the D? Possibly. Uh, and you get tank hunter and monster hunter as well. So all of your last cannons and heavy bolters, as well as the, the um, D cannon itself, would all be re-rolling wounds against... Um, any big robots that you've got that happen to be um, monstrous creatures. But 600 points is a lot. You know, that's an expensive upgrade, but would be fantastic in a big game with Titans. Definitely. I think. Definitely. Be really, really cool. But we'll see a lot less of it on the field now. Do you know what I've run them because it looked cool. You don't really see them very often, but I think, you know, now you know that this is a, this is a really cool centerpiece for a big 4,000 point game or something crazy. Yeah. yeah so it'd be but, good to see it. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, you won't see it on 3,000 point lists anymore. But you will notice no um, no Space Marine crew. No, because it's, but it's, it just comes with it's, it's already got its upgraded ballistic skill to four. Exactly. That's so, yeah. That was again. what I was about to. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. They, they, they taken away the option because you don't need it. Yeah, so that's really cool. So, uh, so the next one you can talk through this while I take get a drink. Uh, yeah. So the next one, uh, we're on to Rogel Dawn. So this is page thirty-five of the rule book. So let me just uh, uh, skip ahead to page thirty-five so we can see exactly what has changed here. Um, and we have uh, right. Where are we? Uh, Rogel Dawn. Um, we've basically given the uh, Atos Dios. Um, his um, Thunderhawk, his special Thunderhawk, um, which used to cost 700, 600 points, sorry, it's now 700 points, and it's got a data sheet for it, specifically for it. So um, it is a, uh, yeah, it's a super heavy flyer. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a Thunderhawk. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it's the same as that. It can only be taken in games of 3,001 points, uh, as opposed to 3,000 points. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's got, it's got a profile now, so bit different i'm just trying to see you know so six health strike missiles having uh, you know void crafted armor including the profile yeah so it's it's got a profile now it's set it's a vehicle so we know what's what's going on with it there um yep so yeah it's just a clarification again um then we move on to night lords legionis astartes night lords rule the talent for murder 
rule has changed and we just did this in our episode so at the moment it says if a unit or units of models with lead Jonas Astartes Night Lord special rule outnumber one or more enemy infantry units during the initiative step in which they fight assault they gain plus one to hit and to wound bulky models count as two models and very bulky count as three for the purpose of working out when the Night Lords outnumber their victims and with this one it now says if they outnumber one or more enemy infantry units during any initiative step in which they fight an assault, they gain plus one to hit and to wound um, bulky models. Uh, if any units are legion... Duh, duh, duh. So it's oh, it's units, or it says units instead of units or mo- uh, units of models. Uh, it says unit or units of models. Okay, does it also say enemy infantry units? Or does it say, uh, it? Does it say units? Enemy infantry units... Yeah, enemy special outnumber one or more enemy infantry units. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we know all about that from our Night Lords episode. So, um, uh, so just a clarification. Next. So, units of models. I'm just trying to work that out. Okay. When would it? What, what, what would be a unit of models? Yeah. Very weird. Um, someone is probably going to write in and tell us what that is. And Conrad Cruz gets a slight upgrade. He gets hit and run. You know, what? I thought he had that. Clearly not. Yeah, well, he got, he's definitely got it now. And he has, uh, under the subheading, the Nightmare Mantle in the special rules, um, you replace it with the following text. So in, it's a raiment of war, was a customized officer suit, bedecked in grisly trophies of judgment and flayed skin of those whose sins he saw as particularly erogeous or um, noteworthy. It provides a 2-plus armor save and a 4-plus invun save. Additionally, on any turn in which he charges, Conrad Kurz can make the free hammer of wrath attacks. Um, so this, this is, he can make D3 hammer of wrath attacks rather than the usual plus one additional attack, which was in the original rule. So instead of, okay. so instead of having to choose whether he makes uh, an additional single attack or D or potentially free, um, uh, hammer of wrath attacks, uh, and it, you know, oh, so I see, right, yeah. he now simply gets straight up the D3 hammer of wrath attacks and doesn't have to sacrifice that additional attack. Okay, got you. So, very cool. So, he, it, Conrad Curse has got on a bit of an upgrade here with the hit, the hit and run is useful, isn't it? And uh, uh, not the mental. I don't know what, what was his arm. Was it always a two plus four plus that he had? Two plus four plus, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that's basically uh, the same for every, um, every Primarch, isn't it? Uh, no, um, Angron's three plus four plus. Oh yes, you're right. He is, isn't he? Because yeah. well, you know, yeah. All right. The next, uh, the next uh, rule change we have here is uh, for uh, Spearhead Centurion Castaman Orif, who is a Iron Hands um, Armor Battalion um, subjugator. Oh yeah, yeah, subjugator Armor Battalion, commander of the Iron Hands subjugator Armor Battalion, and he okay. is a uh, yeah. So we've got him here. And his rule has changed under the spearhead commander rule. You change the first sentence um, to at the beginning of the game, Casaman Orif must be assigned to a single vehicle with either the tank or super heavy vehicle type, which has a front armor of at least 13. Um, so okay. at the beginning of the game, it says at the minute here, Casaman Orif must be assigned to a single vehicle or super heavy in his depart- depart- attachment has both the tank type and has a front armor value of at least 13. Right, so you could have put him in a rhino for whatever reason you might want to do that. But yeah, now you can't. Well, it's got it, to have... it, it still had to be arm, front armor of 14, oh, okay. but the hit said here it had to be any, if it wanted to be in a super heavy vehicle, it had to also be a tank. Ah, of course. 
which you can't do with some of the things haven't got the tank wrong, have they? Some of the super heavy tank esque things. Yes. So now he um gets uh so hmm. now he gets a um Okay. So he's like a tank commander, you know, a bit got like um, I'm trying to think Master of Armor. What no, armor yeah, character. except he can get out. Well, oh, okay. was destroyed. Right. I'm just trying to think. Is it oh, which is the sergeant in the um Oh, Ultramarine, yes. Ultramarine Sergeant. Yeah. 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 I know the guy you mean. I can't remember his name. In, in yeah. 40k. Yeah. yeah. So he can get out. So, okay. uh, all right. And then it's on to your other Legion, Graham. It's the oh, world, yes, the World Eaters. So, so, so this is yeah, Chain Axes. Yeah, Chain Axes. So, uh, let's have a look. So, what it's saying now in the FAQ is any model with the Legion Astartes brackets World Eaters special rule, which is equipped with a chain sword or close combat weapon or power weapon in the case of models with Terminator armor. May replace this with a chain axe for free, so long as this is appropriately represented on the model. And I know from my own experience of trying to get twenty chain axes and bolt pistols together, it's a complete chew-on to try and find this stuff. But anyway, I think what that's saying is that there's always a you know what do you do with Terminator armor? So what they're saying is you can um, change the weapon for a Terminator from what it comes with, which is a power weapon, yeah. to a chain axe. I'm trying to think if you'd ever want to do that. Um, the plus one strength is pretty useful, but the AP isn't as good. No. But, well, you know, you know, um, that might be more useful against, you know, just by you're going to hit more often or you're going to wound more often and force more saves than you would do. With just I suppose weapon. fluff reasons. Yep. Totally for fluff reasons. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what else have we got here? Lorgar. Oh, no, what's one. on to yeah. yeah, this is definitely you, mate. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just move on to his page. Because like a hundred pages away, I'm not gonna, I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna skip through that. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go straight onto his, uh, his, uh, uh, I'm gonna go to him in the index. Okay, so Lorgar, we're, we're under the subheading Dark Fortune in the special rules. Uh, mm. So Dark Fortune at the minute, it's uh, so you replace the text with the following. So Lorgar has been shadowed by the fates of chaos and chosen as one of their favored sons. As a result, the player may reroll any failed deny the witch roll rolls for Lorgar. In addition, once per game, Lorgar may elect to force a single enemy model or unit to reroll a roll, uh, all rolls of a five or six, both to hit and to wound Lorgar and any unit he's attached to in a given player turn. Um, mm. Give uh, a note that Lorgar's player may not use this ability to force rerolls against a dedicated transport that he has embarked upon. The use of this okay. power must be declared before the attacking player rolls any dice for attack by the nominated model or unit that turn. So pretty much what this is does is is basically say you can't do it for a vehicle because at the minute people were I I've done it again. I've done it. I've said all right. <laughs> yep. Can't. I'm in the vehicle. I I'm forcing you with this. Don't care. So, you chain yes. so, so yeah. basically, if you had a spark which I'm assuming would be where this would be really, really, really relevant. Um, what you can do is you can say, you know, if you're shooting me with las cannons, for example, I'm going to make you re-roll all the sixes or the fives and sixes. So that almost, you know, halves your chances of getting a penetrating hit on the spawn, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right. So into the salamanders and we've got okay. uh, a rule under the Promethean gift, amend the bullet point to read, or flamers hand, sorry, or hand flamers, flamers and heavy flamers used by, uh, models with this rule. So that's the Legionis Astartes, um, uh, Salamander's rule. Um, gain plus one 
to uh, strength to their listed profile. This special rule also extends to any salamanders vehicles used by detachment containing units with this rule. In addition, all enemy flamer attacks are minus one strength when used against models comprised solely, sorry, wholly of models with the Legionis Astartes salamanders rule. Note this benefit is not lost if a unit with this rule is joined by the Primarch Vulcan. Okay. So uh, this uh, basically says that... Um, uh, this basically, uh, you know, clarifies that Vulcan doesn't affect that. Okay, right. So basically, if Vulcan joins the squad, just it's still that, that benefit, or whatever, is still um, applicable because obviously he hasn't got Legion of Starty Salamander special rule being a Primarch. But that clarifies that if your Primarch's in your squad, you still get the minus one to strength when units help, uh, in a Salamander's unit when you're being attacked with flame missiles. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just a minor clarification i think that's, there. Yeah, that's pretty good i guess um, particularly against you know those um mechanic and actually i think they use flesh paint anyway don't they so it wouldn't make any difference yeah. anyway and then we've got an amendment to the Draken scale so replace the text with the following vulcan's armor was a marvel of the imperium and a famed relic in its own right its crowning glory was the skull of the great fire drake uh Kessari, mounted upon the primarch shoulder upon whose which the, Le- the legion symbol was based the Draken scale provides Vulcan with a two plus and a f- uh, save and a three plus invulnerable save, and it also halves the strength around down of any flamers, fusion, Vulcite, melter, or plasma weapons when rolling to to wound against Vulcan. So again, it's just a clarification. It just changes changes there. Before it said melter or plasma weapon used. Sorry, uh, flamer, fusion, Vulcite, melter or plasma weapon used against him. Now it simply clarifies that that's when rolling to wound. Right, I see what you mean. Yeah, so, uh, and I guess that's yeah, and that's yeah. It's Vulcan only, so not the squad, just Vulcan. Yeah, and then one one four. Uh, we've got a Raven Guard infantry under the heading by wing by Talon. Um, we've got uh, two bullet points here, um, which is uh, Korak Strotus forces leads into a highly adaptable rapid strike force in which each component had its own unique role to play in sealing its enemy's fate and was trained and equipped accordingly. In order to reflect this, each model with Legion of Sestartes, Raven Guard, gains a further special rule depending on its uh, uh, vehicle type. So, infantry, except models of Terminator Army of any type, um, which has now changed to Terminator Armor of any type, or the Jump Infantry rule type, um, now have inf- Infiltrating Fleet, which they had before, but now it's no, you know... Jump, jump except, Infantry. Except Jump Infantry. And yep. now jump infantry, bikes, and jetpack, uh, jet bikes, infantry, and terminator armor get furious charge. So okay. just clarify that jump infantry don't get it. Cause I think some people were trying to say, well, jump infantry are still infantry. So they get infiltrate and fleet as well as furious charge. Ah, right. Cheeky. So yeah, I, I, I've, I have come across that before. Not with John. Right. I don't think John knows how to exploit rules like that. And even if he right. did, he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, for Strike Captain Alavex Morn, um, under the Bleeding Edge, um, which is his um, his um, uh, one of his special rules, um, it's uh, <coughs> you replace you add the following at the end of the text: a Strike Captain Alavex Morn enters play in a vehicle with the Drop Pod Assault special rule. His vehicle must arrive in the game in the first turn. Um, he may not enter um, embarked upon a vehicle with the subterranean assault special rule. So no chucking him in your um, Terex. Yeah, no chucking him in his Terex, and he must come in at the beginning of the t- of, of the game. Right. Okay. Very good. So it's just a, it's just, 
you know. Yeah, the subterranean assault, I think that's one of those things that people thought, oh, nobody thought about that. But actually, there's probably an exploit there, so that's a good one. Okay, now now we're moving into uh, another army list, um, which we'll, we'll, we'll have a look at quickly. We'll run through these ones really quickly because it's Crusade yeah, Imperialis. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the, 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 you know, we've got a Crusade Imperialis. So these are, aren't exactly massive, great big ones. Can I skip to this particular page? No. So, yeah, this so the first one, Displacer Matrix, I'll talk through this. Um, it just basically says ripping out a whole paragraph and replacing it. So this basically says the Displacer Matrix gives you a 3 plus in bond. In addition, the first time a, run, a one is rolled, you're making an armor save, not in bond, armor save, for a model equipped with Displacer Matrix. The wound is ignored and the model is immediately removed from play and enters ongoing reserves. The model is then returned to play at the beginning of the controlling player's next turn using Deep Strike. But any deep strike mishap occurs, they are destroyed. The model enters ongoing reserves, and this man on the final game turn is considered destroyed for the purposes of missions, which victory points are scored for the destroying units. So that all seems fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So then we've got for Lord Marshal. Um, I can't pronounce that name. Irritan, I would Irritan say. Irritan Masaid. Irritan Masaid. Sade, I reckon. So, Sade, like, Sade, yeah. Oh, like a certain um, yeah, Marquis. Yeah. Marquis de Sade, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so under the headline Protector of Agathon, um, you, you replace the text with the following. So, um, so basically, <laughs> he has the might and industrial power of an entire stellar, stellar dominion to call upon to service military needs and the wit to employ such resources effectively on the battlefield. So long as he is present on the battlefield the first time any friendly unit other than a dedicated transport, Lord of War choice, or unique unit in the same detachment as him is destroyed, roll a d6. On a roll of a 5 or 6, a new identical unit is placed in ongoing reserves. You, but it's it clarifies that this... It basically says now... This can only be used once per game. Oh, right. So previously, was that not the end bit? You could just keep doing that forever? Yes, pretty much. And wow, that's a big people change, do it. I haven't, I, I haven't never seen him, but I've heard, no, I've heard of it being done. Um, so that's, that's pretty, still pretty powerful. Still pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you can, you know, if you're, um, if you lose your super heavy, you can, uh, you know, go for it. Again. Just bring it back on. And bother on a five or six. And then we've got some, clar- uh, then we've got some new rules for advanced weapons. Um, so you take out the one there and it basically says now that the strength or for survivors of the dark age, that is an option advanced weapon, the strength of last cannons, Las pistols, las carbines, las rifle, las locks and rotor cannons used by grenadier and platoon command cadre squads. Um, is uh, with this provenance may be increased by plus one for 20 points per squad if this option is taken all such squads in the army must be upgraded in addition grenadier and platoon command cadres with this provenance may take either a rhino or a land red proteus as they dedicate transport so long as they number 10 models or less and here's where we get and here's where it adds it in or a termite assault drill so long as they number 12 models or less yes so we're throwing in the um, termite assault drill there. Yes. So that's cool because I've actually just bought a termite assault drill today uh, with the express purpose of using it for my new and improved cults and militia list. So, um, yay. Yeah, I will get around to buying some eventually. I just can't afford yes. it yet. So, um, um, okay. That's good news. So we've gone and got um, another edition. Actually, so it's, it's interesting this one. Actually, there is a little, which has already been there, I think. Um, which is efforts should be made to model this upgrade accordingly with suitably ornate or enhanced weapons. Yes. So if you do do the enhanced weapons thing, you have to um, 
kind of make those las las rifles or whatever you're using look well uh, that rule was already in there but yeah, yeah. it was i was going to say yeah it was but um, i'm not sure whether i've seen people do that but anyway yeah so then we've got a um a uh, addition to cult hall so in now it, it used to say all eligible units and models with this provenance gain the zealot special rule now it says right. they gain hatred and stubborn that's a change isn't it because zealot gives you hatred and fearless but now it's just stubborn yep so they can fail um leadership tests albeit their unmodified leadership from um you know if they get taking leadership tests from um uh in close combat but then i'm guessing i think you can use um discipline masters and stuff to boost their leadership a bit anyway can't you but that is a huge change actually for because that army having a load of fearless a uh, big mob of fearless things is really useful so this will certainly put that um army uh, in a different perspective yes it's it's it is it is a it is a fairly big change but i suppose it deals with those big big blobs that people were taking for them yep so then we're done with now we're done with crusade imperialis we're going on yes. to um mechanicum the wonderful world of mechanicum oh my favorite uh, yeah they've only got a couple of changes so the major's prime under the heading ordinator so that's a type of major's prime you know a special rule a bit like a count console um they got the bombardment so the bombardment is basically changing it to um exactly the same as uh a um uh what's the word uh, master signals master of signals yeah master of signals um and oh, is it removing yeah. anything so it's got yeah, it's, it's got a profile here uh still still unlimited still strength rate still ap3 it's ordnance d3 um oh now yeah large blast five which is always there armor bane wrecker and pinning let's uh, just reorganize the wording of that slightly well yeah i mean just to actually clarify the the um the uh master doesn't, doesn't get armor bane no, so this no. is a, this is a slightly different, one, slightly different one. But, it, but his rule is exactly the same. So he can do it in a vehicle or if he has moved. So Okay, right. I see what you mean. So it's clarifying it, making it in line with that. Yeah. Except and then we, we've got to change the major dominus under the heading Patris Cybernetica, which is a, um, a special rule for them. Um, so you add the, uh, this at the bottom of the text. A character with this special rule may not join any unit with one or more models with the flying, flying monstrous creature type. So, I'm so does one assume that he was uh, joining Vulturax squads then? Potentially, yes. That's what it must have been, yeah. Okay, so now, now we're into black book changes, and I don't have mm. the black books in front of me, so... No, so we're just going to have to... Um, yeah, Relics of the Dark Age, actually, this one. So this was, um, you know, where you get things like, I think it's the Black Helm of the Judges for the Iron Warriors. Um, there was like a collection of different relics that different... Um, legions could use uh, what they're kind of saying in, in so many words is that they're powerful in casual games you need agreement up front and um, they should be treating as being uh, part of a narrative campaign and not being as part of a sort of standard set of war gear that you can add to a list so what that's really saying is you shouldn't be using these in um, lists for events unless you get you know everybody to express permission to do so yeah, so, which, to be honest, I don't think anybody was using no. relics to a degree, so to, to a great degree, so it's fine there. Um, then we've got 
in Book Six Retribution, we've got Black Shield's allegiances. So yeah. it basically says, though Black Shields may declare as traitor or loyalist, neither of these allegiances can trust those who would scratch out the signs of their legion heritage. All factions treat Black Shields as distrusted allies. See, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yes, it you does know, make it, sense. It does make sense, I think. So that's and, a good one. And then we've got... Um, this is my favourite one. This this one is like happy days. So for those of you who listen to the podcast will uh, recall my tales of woe of, of fighting uh, Anacharis Scoria across the uh, galaxy for about a year um, <laughs> against a friend of mine uh, and this evil creation absolutely wreaking havoc. But So they've clarified some things which are different. And this came up, I looked at the Crusade and Heresy um page today and there were some interesting discussions around that so uh, what it's saying here is that he's got this weapon which is the voidian scepter uh, and the special rules section of this replaced the weapons profile with the following so voidian scepter uh, is strength plus two it's ap2 it's melee two-handed armor bane entropic destroyer and this is where it's changed i think so whenever this weapon causes an unsaved wound or hull point it inflicts D3 additional wounds, or in the case of a target with armor value, an additional hole point on the same model. Now, I think the change was that that was not clarified. So I think what was happening is that people were saying, right, Scoria's got four attacks, he does four wounds, and then each of those wounds has a D3 wounds. So you could potentially have 12 wounds going across a squad. So you'd be wiping squads out with one guy. What they're saying now is it's on the same model. So if you've got a single wound creature or you know, or you know, a model or whatever, it can only take one wound off it. The wounds don't carry across to the rest of the squad. Yeah, which is uh, fairly, fairly helpful. It's a big change because he could just go in and wipe squads out. You know, he was particularly good at taking out bodyguard squads as well. So you would try and think, actually, Scurry is really tough. So I'm going to surround him with things and... Uh, that plenty of attacks would do him, and it's like actually no, he's going to just absolutely batter the squad as well as the Primarch or whatever's in front of him. He's still an absolute monster against Primarchs and the like because every wound against them will do D three wounds. Um, also, not sure if this has changed much, but you you can't take um, you can take invulnerable saves against this, and you have to roll to wound. Incidentally, this is another thing. I think previously it was like an auto wound mm-hmm. causes it. Yeah, so um, it's got a strength value now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to look this one up, actually, at some point when we can. But basically, you can't take – oh, you can take invulnerable saves, which I don't think you could before, um, but they can't be replenished or ignored by any means, which means that feel no pain, it will not die, or blessed auto Silmacula. Uh, if these wounds are taken, you can never get them back. So if you've got a Iron Hands tank, for example, it takes a whole point from Scoria, you can't get that back by using your blessed uh, auto rolls. Same with It Will Not Die, so Primark, for example, you won't be able to get these wounds back. And it basically says you need to track these wounds to see which ones you will never get back for the whole of the game. They're basically untreatable in that regard. So no feeling of pains. But you can take invuns, which is good. Um, so you know any invulnerable saves would be really useful against him. And now he rolls to wounds. So I think he's been um, brought in line a bit. He's a bit less terrifying, which is great news. Definitely. Um, and then we have some clarification for book seven. So there's actually a couple of pe- well, three pages of these. Yeah, this is a big one. Book seven is a uh, has lots of. I think actually it's yeah. more because obviously you've got the. Um, nope, it's four pages. 
of changing okay. to book seven because obviously book seven was a uh, uh, a lot of people have been uh, it was a game changer yeah, yeah yeah all right so we've got uh cult arcana um for thousand sons uh each cult has an associated psychic dip- discipline units belonging to a particular cult arcana may only generate powers from their matching psychic discipline i thought that was clear to be honest i'm uh, pretty this is the way you know where you people were using I don't know, biomancy with a cult arcana that was um, yeah, about... Yeah, I think they were using know, the words. They were using words to try and change it. And then we've got the Osiren... <laughs> the most powerful weapon in the 30k universe. Then we words. Got the Osiren Dreadnought, which was similar to he- Siege, Siege Tyrants. It was called a HQ, but it's actually but it actually turns out it's just an elite, according to this. Okay, right. Got so we've, I've always... I, I, when I come across people, I've had them putting it into HQ when we've done our events. You know, people have put it into HQs and other people have put it into elites and it's, it's always been a okay, right. one. Um, similar to Tyrant Siege. And then we've got a thousand more specific war gear. So arcane litanies. So the bearer of the lit, bearer, it meant the first sentences. So it's bearer of arcane litanies ignores the first perils of the warp result. They suffer. This effect may only occur once per game. So Guys, that's you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to bear with us because we're, we're not entirely knowing these rules off the top of our head, and my yes. books are all packed away somewhere. So and I'm in I'm in a hotel room uh, yep. in Birmingham. So um, so we're I just, got, we're mostly just books. reading these out. So yeah. okay. I think that I'm not sure what the rules are on that, but I'm guessing people. I'm not sure whether people have been using them multiple times during the game. Yeah. Okay. So then we've got um, a siren dreadnought, thousand suns contempt to dreadnought variant. Under the heading Osiren Dreadnought, amend the first paragraph to read Any Legion Contempt of Dreadnought talent taken as part of a Thousand Suns detachment may be upgraded to an Osiren Patent Dreadnought for 50 points per model. If a talent is upgraded in this manner, all Legion Contempt of Dreadnoughts in the talent must be upgraded to the Osiren Patent Dreadnought. Okay. An Osiren Patent Dreadnought retains all of the options and rules of a Legion Contempt of Dreadnought in addition to the following. Um, so that then just carries on like that. Yeah, from whatever that was on page 211. So I'm wondering whether the clarification there around that if you upgrade one, you upgrade all. Yeah, yeah, not not yeah. sure. Not sure. Uh, this, is, this is where I wish they had electronic copies so I didn't have to take yeah. them all out and, totally. and go through. Um, so hint there, Forge World, please give us electronic, please give us the option to buy electronic copies of the <laughs> books. Um, okay, so then we've got the uh, Castellax IKEA Battle Automator Manipul. So it amends the second bullet point to read two power fists, each with a built-in bolter with aspect shells. Okay. And then on the final bullet point, under, under the heading options, amend the reference to Aether Flame Cannon to Aether Fire Cannon. Okay. So I think that was a Just confusion a... because of the wording. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Got inconsistent it. wording. Because obviously sure. Was, I think we can all agree there was some bad editing on book seven. Um, then we've got Sekhmet Terminator Cabal. Yeah, this is a big one as well, because this has caused no end of arguments across the interweb um, for some time. And in fact, when we did our event uh, this year, uh, we specifically uh, had a uh, rule in place. So to, to basically put this same rule. In, yeah, so, so you rule. remove the asterisks and the phrase, a Sekhmet Terminator Cabal may choose its power from telekinesis or pyromancy discipline in addition add the following bullet point implacable advance so they give off and they take off away at the yes, same time one hand so. takes from the other so that basically means that um segment terminators have to roll for their psychic power so this was always a big debate wasn't it yeah um, i mean the, the rules were i think the rules said you could take it but obviously um yeah i think that you're actually right i think what's happened here is this isn't a, a mistake this is a rebalance 
Yeah. So you're right. The rules clearly said probably that you could take them, but we put a nerf in place for them, honestly, because it was too powerful. Yeah. And obviously the Forge World, Games Design has come to the same conclusion through feedback from everybody in the world and said, actually, yeah, it was a bit too powerful, so we're going to bring it back in line and just give them the random psychic powers, but also you do get back a lot of art, so they are scoring units now, which yeah. is, you know, like I say, take with one hand, give with the other. And then we've got those heading on to the Space Wall section. So when mm. selecting a Space Wall detachment, they've got some clarifications of the HQ. So before it said that the, the compulsory HQ choice had to be a Praetor or Centurion. Now it can be a unique named character. So. Okay. You can't, you don't have to, so you know, you're, um. So um, you could, right. So previously you'd have to take like a unique character and a Praetor or Centurion. But what they're saying is if you've got a unique name character with the Legion of Starties Space Force rule, they can be a, your compulsory HQ choice. Yeah, so if you want to take a Greg or Fell-Handed um, based um, army, you don't have to take him and then another Praetor to fulfill the compulsory HQ. You can just take him, he fulfills the compulsory HQ, and then have consoles as the rest of your HQ because you still have to have one HQ per 1,000 points. And it's, and it, again, it clarifies this. So for, for 2001 to 2099 points, you've got to have three for 3001 to 300, 3099, four. So okay. it's quite clear there. And then oh, obviously yeah. your, your chaplain, librarian and primus Medicaid are not available at all. Um, and a space wall detachment must fulfill its compulsory troop choices with gray slayers. All other troop choices found in a Space Wall detachment gain the support squad special rule if they do not already possess it. So that's what we knew before. Note that when making use of a right of war, which stipulates that another unit can be taken as a compulsory troop choice, a Space Wall detachment may instead take that unit to fulfill its compulsory troop choices in order to meet the requirements of the right of war. So now a lot more rights of war are opened up to the walls because before it was sort of like, well, I can't take this because, you know, my state that my that my grace lays have to be my compulsory troops. But this states that um, I have to take, um, you know, I'm just trying to think, you know, Pride of the Legion, veterans. Pride of the Legion for a classic example. Yeah, basically it's like, no, you can't take the compulsory troop choices. Because it's great slayers, what they're saying is now actually no, you know, if you have a right of war that overrules that, you could take Terminators as your troop choices. Armored, break, armored breakthrough, for example. Well, yeah, space wolf armored breakthrough list now. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, the actually the other thing also was about the fact that um, and this is I don't know if this has changed, but on the other the last line of that um, about the HQ, what HQ choices you can take, it says other HQ choices a console take may not be taken as compulsory HQ choices detachment. So that yeah, basically means you can take a Praetor, a Centurion, but I don't think you can take a different um, console type. So you can't take a Master Signals, for example, in a um, Space Wolves army list by the look of things. Uh, but, but, right at the top. Uh, what was that right at the top? Uh, yeah, so after the... Um, uh, other yeah. console types may not be selected. Oh, no, yeah, you can... Uh, basically, the, you to make your... You know how the you know the four soul chart is, you know, one HQ, two tro- troops. Yes. For that one HQ, you have to have a Praetor, Centurion, or unique character with a space wall. Right, I see what you mean. It can't yep, yep, be, yep. it can't be a, um, a, say a Legion champion or a Siegebreaker or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Herald. That they, the Heralds and Siegebreakers and champions can still be taken, just they can't fill that one compulsory HQ choice. I'm with you. So, yeah, so they can still take them, but they can't take your Primus Medicaids. Yeah, by any HQ to take, you're the army. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Except, like I say, they can't take 
chaplains, librarians, and promised medicaid, they're all basically um, replaced with priests of Fenris. Yep. And then we've got the right of war, the bloodied claw. So replace instances of furious assault with furious charge. So again, Classic. Clarification of a, of a, of a word issue. Uh, and then we've got Fenrisian walls. Replace instances of panic test with morale checks. Goodness. I know. How, how did that one get through? Wow. <laughs> and then Frostblades amend the second sentence to re- paragraph, sorry, to read any Space Wolf independent character with a power weapon may exchange this for a Frostblade, Frost Sword, Frost Axe, or Frost Claw for five points or a Great Frostblade for ten points. In addition to, in additionally, in the weapon profile, amend the first weapon's name, Frostblade, to read Frost Sword. Okay. So that, because at the minute it just says Frostblade, and a Frostblade refers to, you know, right. a few other things. And then we've got a Grace Slayer's pack mm-hmm. in the options section under the, fo- under the following bullet point, replace reference the Frost weapon with Frostblade. Because <laughs> okay. they're, they're, they're being... They're being very specific. The the Hulse Carl may take one of the following options, exchange their close combat weapon for a frost weapon. Um, And then we've got Warrior's Metal. So under the heading Warrior's Metal, amend the second paragraph to read, this is the special rule for the the Grey grey Slayers. Uh, Models with this special rule may not voluntarily go to ground, but may re-roll failed pinning tests and may make charge rolls after running or after firing their bolters, suffering a minus one to their charge distances if they do so. It's a good rule. If an independent character which does not have the warrior's metal joins the special uh, special joins a unit of Grey Slayers, they may not benefit from this rule until. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's yeah, so basically, you put an independent character in there, they would lose that ability. Yes, exactly. Because they're not going to be Grey Slayer unless that warrior's metal is something that's you know, common to independent characters in the. Space uh, I believe only Gregor Fellhanded has it. Very good. Uh, then we've got priests of Fenris, so increase their mm. initiative five. And then Lehman Ross, this is a, this is a pretty big one. Oh, yeah, this and is I a like biggie. it. I like it. Um, under this he- subheading, Armand of Elvanaga in the special rules section replace the second paragraph with the following. The armor of Elvanaga gives its wearer a plus two armor save and a plus four invulnerable save, which is increased to plus three against flamer, melter, and plasma type weapons of any kind. In addition, any members in base contact with Lehman Ross suffer a penalty of minus one to hit him to a maximum of six. That is a huge change. Yep. So that is a common rule. You know, it's, you know, I think I played something the other day. I didn't quite understand the rule, but, you know, everything was at minus one for the first round, then minus two for the second round, which basically means you've got a normal uh, weapon skill four uh, guy attacking Lehman Ross. Second round, he can't hit him because Lehman Ross's weapon skill is nine. Your weapon skills four, which would make it six or whatever. I think, yeah, it would make it five, I think, maybe. Minus adding two, that makes it a seven. He's unhittable. What they're saying now is if you're in base-to-base with him, if you roll a six, you're still hitting. Yeah. Which is a huge difference because that, you know, that he has been, you know, you can get him in combat and he can be basically unhittable. You can just go around murdering squads to his heart contents, be completely unkillable. Now at least there's a chance if you're in base-to-base with him, of actually hitting him on a six. Yep. Uh, then we've got some changes to the uh, talent rules. So we've got Sisters of Silence, the uh, Acquisitor. Um, under the transport character capacity, it can no longer carry models with the bulky, very bulky or extremely bulky rules. So okay. no more people putting their custodies into these. Wow. So I suppose, yeah, because you could get a, what, a custodies character to join a Sisters of Silence squad and then chuck them in one of these um, yep. 
Right. Yeah, which was a obviously very tactic. A little bit broken. Uh, then we've got the Secutari Secutur Axiart, um, who now becomes a independent character. He's a um, character for the Secutari. Okay, right. Um, and then with the Acastus Knight Proporian, um, so they've got under the household rank, Questorus only. So you replace the follow the text of the following. So when used as part of a Questorus Knight Crusade army, the model is subject to the household rank special rule, which grants uh, an alteration to its basic profile and additional special rules, as shown in the Questorus Knight, Cru- uh, Knight Crusade army special rules. However, an Acastus Knight Proporian may not be chosen for the rank of Scion Marshal, Scion Aspirant, or Scion Ulan. I'm not sure whether he can currently be given a knight rank, so I think there was some joy about this. Uh, uh, sort of yeah, I think that's I think that's correct. I'm not sure. Um, or there was, so, um, there was some, yeah, something. Like that. Those of people who are in the know will know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, you, can, you can't give him Sire Marshal, which I think is quite a good one. I'm not sure about the Asparant or the Ulan, um, but um, so yeah, that could be a good thing. And again, I think that's one of those. This is one of the models. Sorry, mate? The Asparant is the cheaper troop version, isn't it? Oh yes, that's the one, the sort of one that we reduce your weapon skill and ballistic skill. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And um, I'm not sure what the sign is. Let's have to look at that again. But ultimately, it, with that and the fact that you can now use him in not just Mechanicum only armies, expect to see a few more of these guys on the battlefield. Expect because they're a good unit. Okay, and then we've got a new profile for the Volterax Stratus Automata yes. Maniple, which is great because it basically takes out the um, flare shields, doesn't it? It does, which is a massive... I mean, I hate these things with a passion. Obviously, because uh, I did run Armour Breakthrough, and this is a great unit for completely ruining your day. Uh, because, you know, they've got these weapons, Heavy 3, Haywire, you know, all the rules in the world. Um, you know, they're going to hit quite quickly, and they're going to basically strip hull points off. No bother. They take a tanker turn without any trouble whatsoever. So... Um, to, to pair them back a bit is quite good. Um, like I say, the flare shield makes a big difference because they're now easier to kill. Um, and also, I'm not sure they had this before, but there's a, a, a rule here, which is this linked neural nodes rule. Now, this may be new. I don't know. Um, but basically, this says um, they have to take things as a whole unit. Um, and if, you know, if they elect to make a vector strike, then only one vector strike attack is made for the whole unit rather than three. And if any model in the unit fails a grounded test, i.e. crashes, then all of the models in the unit suffer a strength line hit and are also grounded. So that could be a change. I don't know. I'd have to look at the rules. So it feels like that, that's a clarification on something um, to sort of pair them back a bit. I don't know if their points cost has changed. 175 uh, points. I don't think it has. Okay, cool. I, don't think has. I mean, they're a great-looking model. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's also this uh, Stratos Autonomer because of their Cortex controllers. Um, which sort of has some information around um, what their targeting priorities are. But, yeah, not sure what that, what that means in, in the big scheme of things. To be honest with you. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll hopefully, hopefully it will be a bit less of a, you know, choice of you must take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what automatic shielding is, by the way. Um, I might have to look at that one when we get the books, but yeah. Okay, so we then got some frequently asked questions from FAQ. So mm. the, the, the the most stupid question ever. Well, at least I think it's the most stupid question of which which um, which um, rule must you use, and it literally says the most recent one published. Yes, um, which is you know a 
you know, it should be a duh question to me. Yeah, and I guess that could answer the question that I've that's been asked quite a lot of time around whether um, Tyrant Sea Terminators can fire combi bolters as well as um, the uh, cyclone missile launchers. Um, because once upon a time they could in an earlier version of the FAQ, um, a bit like the Paul Martis um, ones in for the Ultramarines, now they can't because there's no rules that says they can anywhere, whereas the Full Martis still have that rule. So it could be, you know, you could imply from that what we're saying here is the, there's a profile for this weapon and that's it. So that's an interesting one. Yep. And then we've got some Age of Darkness uh, things. So we've got the Volkite Chargers, Combi Grenade Launchers aren't one use. This is intentional. We already knew the answer for this. We saw it at New Year's Open Day. Yeah. Yeah, it's intentional. What profile should I use for plasma grenades? There are assault grenades. Yeah. Um, can Warlord traits and other special rules which are determined after army creation have an effect on army creation? Easy to fulfill right of war restrictions. And it's like, yes, but only if these Warlord traits or special rules are chosen by the controlling player and not rolled for randomly. In this case, make a note of which Warlord trait or other special rule you've chosen for the game during army creation and explain this to your opponent before the game begins. For example, the Alpha Legion unique right of war, the cause of Hydra, states infantry squad do not, that do not have either a dedicated transport or the ability to infiltrate or deep strike may not be used as part of the force. An Alpha Legion player may choose during army creation that they will be using their multiple tactics special rule to infiltrate their infantry during the game, thus fulfilling this criteria. Right, I see. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. is it possible to field multiple HQs of provision that they must be the army's warlord? Um, yes, you, you may only do this in case of a Primarch. So then the Primarch takes precedence over yeah. everyone else. So, for example, that means you couldn't take, if you're an Iron Warrior, we may want to do this, but this is an example. You couldn't take Kia Valen, who's got this jealous commander rule, which means he has to be the HQ and in an armored breakthrough. Or a Delegate. Because, yeah, because the armored breakthrough states that this is, you know, has to be the HQ. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Um, can I upgrade unique named special characters with weapons and war gear from their army? I mean, it's like, why even ask that? That's a no. <laughs> people will will always ask. I mean, I suppose it's where you've got, you know, um, characters that are part of a legion and the legion can... So let's say um, Night Lords, for example, um, those uh, chained glaives, well, you could say, you know, unless it doesn't say that they can have a chained glaive, but the Night Lords can all... All characters can have them replaced with chained glaives. So why can't this name character have it? What they're saying is, no, regardless of what that says, if it's a name character... That's the war gear they get and nothing else. Yeah, I, I actually can't believe someone asked the question. Uh, no, <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's a very I can, I can see where there's some confusion there. I mean, I wouldn't do it myself. But it yeah. feels very gamey. Okay. Yeah, okay. Then we've got what is standard Terminator armor. Mm. If a rule rates reference to standard Terminator armor, it is not specifying particularly pattern. In these instances, its pattern is that which is represented on the physical model used. And only a single type of Terminator armor may be chosen for that unit when included in your army. So, yeah, you've got the three types of Terminator armor, so you basically choose. This, you know, it's what's represented on the on the Terminator. So you can have your Indomitus, um, your um, Chattapratcha, and your Tartarus. Yep. So, simple enough. Um, do Primarchs have a particular pattern of Terminator armor? Um, yeah. No, they're, they're wearing a unique armor. This is interesting, this one, because I was thinking about this the other day. Um where you might have somebody who can do an orbital bombardment up until the recent clarification, um, 
if they're a Primark, for example, and they don't have Terminator armor, do they get relentless? I think Primarchs may get relentless anyway. But just an interesting aside point. Yeah, it's could basically they... saying that any references to them playing having Terminator armor is purely descriptive. Yeah. Um, then we've got, when I arrive from reserve of a termite assault drill using the subterranean assault, can I choose to place the large blast marker on top of another unit before determining scatter? And it's like, no, the blast marker must not be initially placed on top of impact. May must not be placed initially on top of impassable terrain or within one inch of another model. So basically, you have to, you know, put it into an area where it can actually go. You can't put it into an area where it's going to blast a hole through something, i.e., yes. on that squad of Medusas, for example. You put it as near as you can and then hope to scatter, one assumes. Exactly. That's all you could do. And then what have we got here? Some of Cassian Dracos's reborn cyberfeudy powers. Um, change his wounds characteristic or compare this to his enemy. How is this possible? Um, when using cyberphergy power, references to wounds should be exchanged with hull points when referring to Cassian Dracos. He's the, um, the dreadnought, isn't he, for the salamanders? Is he? Okay. He, so, yeah. Wounds should be exchanged with hull points. Yeah. Okay, right. So you exchange his hull points to a, somebody's wounds. Yeah. As I, I, I believe he's the, um, you know, I'm going to look it up. Okay, you um, go. Cassian go Dracos. I'm pretty yeah. sure he is the um, Salamander's Dreadnought right. special character. Um, search Google for him. Right. While you're doing that, I'll do the last one, which is um, uh, this has always been an area of some some confusion. Uh, in the Talons of the Emperor Army list, which is Book 7, Inferno, pages 241 to 282, what stats does the Miscordia have? And they've answered this very succinctly. The Miscordia is a symbol of office for the Legio Custodius. It has no in-game use and can be ignored on any unit entry which lists it as a piece of war gear. I'd love to know what the story behind that one was. It sounds like a little bit of a cop-out, but custodial. It does sound like somebody... Previously, they might have had something else. Custodians are already quite powerful, so... Yeah, I think they probably... anything else? retracted it very quickly and then uh, now it's just basically if it's got an entry from his cordia it's just a, a badge of office that looks cool yeah so so that my friends is is that oh no not that, quite well for this bit and then we've got the dreadnoughts to come yeah, we've got, no no we've got drop pods drop pods sorry drop pods to come so we'll run through the drop pods and then we'll oh, have a quick the custodies one we don't want the custodies uh, one. Have a quick we're going to run through that with chris because we don't know yeah. what we're talking about drop we know what we're talking about so yeah he's got he's He's got opinions, apparently, according to him uh, when we spoke to him on Facebook today. Um, so we'll run through this, and I'm not quite sure what the changes are here. So just looking at the normal drop pod rule, the only – can you see any changes on that that, that yes, wasn't already? I Go can on, then. see changes. Um, the uh, impact resi- reactive doors. This is, okay. this is a rule which, to be honest, it should have been in from the very beginning with drop pods. I mean, going back all the way to when drop pods were first introduced – so mm-hmm. as soon as a drop pod is deployed, its doors are automatically open to fulfill. To the... Go on. Sorry, that, that, that was a big noise there. That was me getting some ice out of the ice bucket. Oh. Not that I'm drinking champagne, people. It's just uh, this is a swanky hotel that I'm in that came with an ice machine, which is luxury, sheer luxury. Especially so in this enjoying one. Yeah, especially in this one. Yeah. Okay, Sorry, so apologies. impact resist reactive doors. As soon as a drop pod is deployed. Its doors are automatically open to their full extent. All passengers must disembark immediately when the doors open and no models can embark for the rest of the game. So basically, the doors open. Okay. 
Yes. So you can see through. Was, yeah, yeah. So many people glue the doors open. And it's like, well, you can't see through them, but you can't see through it. And it's like, well, no, the, the doors aren't supposed to be, you know, glued, glued closed. Yes. Uh, well, we had, had a friend that did this, didn't we? Who would not, would, I would basically only open two or three of the doors and hide the other so that you couldn't shoot through it and stuff like yeah. that. This, not in heresy, this is way back in uh, 40K days. This clearly says, as soon as that thing lands, all the doors open, they fire on, you know, explosive bolts, boom. You can't get back into it. You have to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. Okay, so Dread- Dreadnought Drop Pod used to be an assault vehicle that you could stay in. Now, you can't. It's got the impact of these detective doors. Um, so your Drop Pod, your Dreadnought, immediately has to disembark. It still steady. gets shrouded. Steady there, my friend. It, it's open-topped, so it would be an assault vehicle. Ah, yeah, just to give you yeah, but and you've got to immediately disembark. So no, stay, no staying no. in it for a turn. Wow, because that's a big deal. I mean, that was a, one of its prime, you know, prime directives was the fact that you can hide your little, um, you know, Leviathan dreadnought in the drop pod for a turn. That can get shot to bits around him, and then he jumps out and goes, "Aha! Time for some payback." What we're saying is, he's got to get out. Yep. Can't hang around inside it. Nope, he's got to get out, but he still gets the shrouded. Okay, wow. Yeah, he still gets shrouded until the beginning of the controlling player's next turn. Got you. And then we've got the Anvilus Pattern dro- Dreadnought Drop Claw. Dre- Dread Claw. Um, I not entirely can't remember the um, the exact changes to this. Uh, I think I, I think I know, and I'm not sure. Let me just double check. So. Um, with the Dreadclaw, the changes here, I think, are around uh, the heat last rule. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I would believe they were. But So I'm not sure if it was, and I, I may have been playing this wrong, but Fire Sweep, it said, um, during, yeah, heat blast attacks, uh, I think it's basically saying that heat blast attacks can only be in effect if it's in hover mode. Okay? Now, yeah, I had oh, a game yeah with... and they can't hit zooming flies anymore. Yeah, yeah or sweeping monsters. I'm not sure if that's the change because I know that I'm, and I could have been playing this wrong. So again, I... my friend who I played the other day, I have, I have, I have the book with... here. Okay, cool. Cool, I have cool, the book cool. Here, so I'm going to have a look. Um, right. Fast attack. Um, where is it? It is here somewhere. Promise. Could uh, not drop pod. Where is the envelope? Ah, envelope pan. I was looking for Legion. It's Anvilus Pattern Dreadcore. Fit with Heat Blast. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, operating or later when, when a model with this rule arrives via Deep Strike or later when operating as a skimmer in hover mode, it may, if its controller, inflict a Heat Blast attack. If it does not, if it does so, the model's transport may not disembark. Um, here it says um, that it can only make a Heat Blast attack when in hover mode. Um, and it can never, so it specifically says, so when, uh, obviously before it's arrived, it could be in zooming mode, then make a heat blast attack. So this time uh, against a flyer or a, um, or, or a sweeping monster creature, but this time it says it ca- specifically cannot make this. Um, and, um, it, uh, has, can only do it in hover mode at all. Right. Okay, also yeah. on a one. The drop pod itself suffers a penetrating hit with no saves of any kind huh? allowed. That could have been that. Oh, right. Okay. I forgot about that. Um, the other thing, actually, that's interesting here 
just want to clarify this point. It only happened if you did the fire sweep before. Right, okay. Um, it's got... I've just looked at a quickly at the um, red book rule for the drop pod and the new FAQ for the drop pod. And it's got an added thing here, which is the a drop pod can be a... The normal 35-point drop pod is now a dedicated transport for a Space Marine Legion army, Okay. Uh, Previously, that wasn't there, which meant that you had to take the orbital assault rule to use these. Uh, let me just double check it. Uh, yeah. Transport one model. Um, so page 48 is uh, the um, is dedicated, dedicated transport. Oh, it's dedicated transport anyway, isn't it? Yeah. It's already dedicated transport at the minute. But uh, for example, a um, a tactical squad, um, let me just pull it up here. Tactical squad uh, says um, it can only choose a rhino. So yeah, true. Right. Specifically yeah. say it, so it's already a dedicated transport. Yeah, just that's just, it's, that's just its its slot. Yeah, yeah, I see. What I see. What you're saying is actually the dedicated transport things are on the on the side in that sort of narrative bit where really they put the rule yep. in the rule section. Just you're getting excited there, Graham. <laughs> I was actually thinking, well, you can take drop pods again without having to take a right of war. You can't. Yep. I was talking nonsense. Then we've got a um, a change to Death Storm drop pods, so they're now up to 115 points. So they include drop pod assault as a as a rule immediately um so before you had to buy drop pod assault so you had to so if you didn't they would come in as um as a a normal reserve okay but now they've automatically got it and um uh according to this they can't take the um i don't think they can take the um yeah, Deathstorm drop pod. What's up? Yeah, I was just having a look here. Um, that may replace a Deathstorm drop pod may replace its Deathstorm frag launcher system with Deathstorm crack launchers for thirty points. Um, now it no, now you get both. So it's a cut in points. So you get both the frag launcher and the crack launcher as well. Oh, that is a and big difference. You isn't it? Choose one of the following profiles. <laughs> So again, nice. that suddenly becomes a lot better. That does, doesn't it? I've got two of them <laughs> from my space. <laughs> um, Very good. Okay, and then we've got the Charybdis. Um, the Charybdis. Oh, so big monster. Um, that, you don't see these; they're pretty expensive, aren't they? I mean, not like just that, in terms of points, but in terms of cost. It already has drop pot assault. I think it might be the fire sweep again. Uh, heat blast. Yeah, can't target. Oh, can't target um, zooming flyers. Um, okay. Uh, heat blast. Um, blah, 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 blah. When it arrives via deep strike or when pre- otherwise operating in hover mode. Um, Somebody was saying again. Um, it, it's 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 it can only do it when in hover mode. Some I think there was also somebody uh, may have this the right or the wrong. But I need to look into this. Um, was whether these. Previously, I think the drop pod assault rule said that all the drop pods that come in by a drop pod assault must come in in hover mode. Yeah. But that seems to have gone from the drop pod assault rule. Um, no, I don't think it was in there. Uh, a Charybdis always enters... A Charybdis and any unit transport must always be held in reserve and always enters play using the deep strike rules and counts as drop pod for the wider use of the drop pod assault rule for the army. At the beginning of the control play turn, they may choose half their drop pods... In the case of Charybdis, unlike 
other drop pods, it's not a mobile. However, after it's landed, it is treated as a flyer with a hover mode. Yeah. So, um, the drop pod assault here, um, these units uh, must be deployed rounding up these units. So it doesn't say it doesn't say it's treated as a flyer with a hover mode, but it doesn't, does it? It is a flyer with a hover mode. Um, drop pod assault. So that does that mean it can come in in flyer mode rather than hover mode? Which then means it's a much harder prospect because it can come in flying, which means you can't do the heat blast, but it means it's sixes to hit it. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, buh, 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 buh. Let's have a little look, see. Uh, Melter Ram, Charybdis Storm Launcher. Although it is a flyer, the Charybdis may conduct ram attacks as if it was a tank. Um, it doesn't say it has to come in as hover. It doesn't say it has to come in as flying, but it says it comes in as a... Yeah, I'm just trying to find the old the rules for the um, uh, the, the Dreadclaw rather aptly. Um, just see what that says, because that would be um, that would be where this particular thing would come into effect. So let's just have a quick look at the Dreadclaw just to see if we if there is you know because this is a this could be a game changer for somebody. Um, Let's have a look. It doesn't say that as the flyer rule anymore, but ah, okay. oh, here we go. Uh, vehicle flyer hover transport. Yeah, it's got it in the unit type. Um, so I'm just looking at the drop, drop pod assault rule for the Dreadclaw, okay? So I'll read this out, and then you can see if it's the same for the FAQ. It doesn't um, say it has to come in via deep strike. Oh, no, uh, must uh, all units with this rule uh, must enter via deep strike. Yeah. But it doesn't does it say it's immobile. However, after it's not immobile... It's treated as a flyer in hover mode, and that seems to be missing from the FAQ. Yeah, but in its unit description, it says <coughs> it's a, it says yep. it's a flyer um, with hover. It says it's a flyer transport hover. So, but that gives you the choice to go into hover mode or not when it comes on. So you can drop pod assault it in flying mode. Yeah, which I thought you could always do before anyway. No, it specifically said if you do a drop pod assault with this particular thing, if it comes in, it comes in. Um, in hover mode, so that's a that's a change. That's a definite change. Unless landed after it's yeah. landed. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so it can come in as a flyer. Fair enough. Well, that's yeah, that's that. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, that's that's that is it. So, what's your first impressions? I mean, we've been through them pretty exhaustively. Um, there seems to be a lot of uh, interesting yeah. little nuggets in there. Like we just found that one with the dreadful. We didn't just find it. I think Ben pointed out one of the things. I wanted to double double check it. Um, but yeah, what's your general impression? What do you think? They, what do you think they try to do here? Um, I think. I mean, my I like these FAQs, these changes, these ever so slight adjustments to the rules. Um, they're not massive. That it's not like a, a huge game changer that's uh, it's going to change the way that 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 that, that, that you know that, that the whole game works altogether. I mean, I suppose one could argue that the uh, that the change to the uh, um, the vets rules of losing sniper is going to change the way armies are built well i think yeah to a degree it will um so, so some units are now looking a lot more attractive whereas other units are less so yep um i think it's clarified a lot of stuff that mm. people people kept asking stuff like oh doesn't apothecary count as a um a count as a victory point 
Totally. And we've had yeah. that we've had that discussion before where people people have been saying, yeah, my 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 apothecary um definitely counts as a victory point because you know I you know it's two separate things and they're split up. Yeah. And it's like I've always used the argument, no, no, they're not. But obviously now we know that the intent yeah. was that they are two separate units. Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots of little stuff like that, 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 that basically says, this is how the game is meant to work. This is how we intended it to work. Um, go wild. There's nothing I would say that is unexpected. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's taken out a lot of the gaminess for me. Yeah, I actually agree. Um, I think that's it. I mean, it's, it's evolution, not revolution to coin a popular phrase, but I think what they've done is there's a couple of nuggets in there. Like you say, the vets being one potentially this rule with the dread claw um, and other sort of things where they've whole, made wholesale changes for the better, I think. Like you say, I think they've looked at it and gone, you know, everybody's bringing veterans. Why, you know, that's there's clearly something about veterans that, you know, makes them so attractive. We're just going to end up with everybody running Pride and Legion, so let's do something so we end up with some variety again because that's, that's what's key in it. I mean, I love going to events and playing different units, played differently. Um, the wolf thing, I think, is a good clarification. You know, lots of things in there. And like you say, removing the gamey things, you know, where people put a single breacher shield into a squad to get a particular effect. That's great, I think. So all in all, I think that's really healthy. And like you say, it hasn't completely overhauled the game to the point where it's unrecognisable or it's it's not like, um, you know, the, the time when they released the rule about multi-bombing in 7th edition, you know, and then it was like up, everyone was up in arms. It's not been like that. Um, but I think this is a, a really good um, FAQ, well thought out, and uh, certainly put a number of the common questions uh, finally to rest. So great work, guys. Yeah, and, and it's, I think it's addressed some of the problem issues, like Sekhmet Terminators, mm. like the Volterax. I mean, the Volterax was, for the Mechanicum, if you were a Mechanicum player and you your fast attack slot was not... when you, I, I think to a degree for Mechanicum... They should, up until today, players should have gone to their vault, their, their fast attack section and ripped out every page other than the Volterax. <laughs> because the Volterax was simply that good that there was no point whatsoever in even thinking of bringing anything else. You are right. I mean, they're expensive, mind. I will give, I mean, uh, there's me defending, you know, one of my most hated units. But to be fair, they're 175 points per model, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, that's three of them is going to set you, you know, you into 550-odd. Um, so that's quite a pricey unit, 575. Well, I wouldn't even take them as a squadron now. Just the one. I mean, I think that, you know, maybe two of them is enough because you're going to guarantee you're going to destroy one vehicle, and that's all you can do anyway. So I, um, I, I'd either take them individually or, yeah, maybe twos. Maybe twos. Twos, just to be absolutely sure. But, but yeah. But the, 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 the big squadrons are definitely not a – we're not going to see it because I have seen, you know, six Volterax in a list. I've even seen oh. someone on the web and um, propose a nine Volterax list, but I've never actually seen that in person because it is a lot of points. Yeah, you're into sort of serious phosphorus territory. Plus, obviously, somebody had put a HQ character with them um, for whatever bizarre reason they were doing that. I don't know that Patris Cyberallergy or whatever it was. So obviously, somebody had done that previously to get some sort of bonus and just have them walking about. They're still pretty useful in shooting and, um, you know, in close combat, just as, you know, non-flying units even. Yeah. They're yeah, that they're, good. They're, they're, still, they're still excellent units. Uh, don't get me wrong, but they're going to see, we're going to see less of them. 
we're going to see more of the other fast attack choices for Mechanicum. Oh, that's only okay. right. That's only yeah. right. Fair it's enough. like the Vorax. Yeah, the Vorax of course. are fast attack, aren't they? I think they are, yeah, Vorax. Yeah. Um, I think one of the sort of um, Volterax, well, no, not Volterax, the, some of the other robots might be, um, there might be a, a selection of those as well. But Is it the jump rack ones? Yeah. Yes, that's the fella. Yeah, so we're going to see more. We're going to see more of the other fast attack choices for the for the Mechanicum. It, it's it's changed enough of the lists. I think in, it's just made enough subtle changes that we will see different lists. And um, obviously, Grenadiers can now take Termite um, without yeah. them having to take it as a fast attack. So um, yeah. you know the, 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 those army, you know those survivors of the Dark Age. Um, are going to get a lot more interesting. I think I really like that change. That's one mm. change I really, really, absolutely love. Um, yeah. The fact that they can, that you know, that, that, that there's a way of taking a, a termite as a uh, as a dedicated transport gives me lots of hope. Um, because yeah. obviously, as you know, I really want a dedicated transport termite. <laughs> so yes, I think you know, all in all, really pleased with that, and um, I think it'll add a little bit of freshness back into the game uh, because it'll reduce some of the um, ambiguity, let's say, that, that can be very off-putting. If you're having to go in and argue the um, the toss about semantics of particular uh, rule wordings, that's no fun. That's not what the game's about. I think what they've done here is they've clarified those to remove that. It was on first glance. I mean, you know, these things are, are great up until somebody finds some bizarre loophole and interprets a particular rule in a way that nobody would have anticipated. Yeah, um, um, And then we're back to square one. But I think... As a ongoing exercise, and I hope they do these more often. Um, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, I'm not surprised that uh, book six needed the most most clarifications, though. Book seven, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah, book seven. Book seven. Book seven. Get my book numbers mixed up. Yeah, because obviously that was the book which uh, I think we can all agree was uh, the worst edited book that they have put out in a long time. Um, Yes, and I think um, that was shown by the number of, like I say, Four pages of errata, effectively. Yeah. But, and we still got the custody stuff to go through. But as yes. said, we're going to do, we're going to do uh, an episode with that. Uh, we'll do, it, we'll cover it in the next main show. Yeah, I think so. I would like to hear what what young Chris has to say on the subject. Yeah, the only um, reason he's not with us tonight is because he's on holiday in Paris. Yeah, lucky so and so. Yep. To be young, to be young, to be young. Anyway, a beautiful woman on your shoulder. Exactly but, um, in Paris. More could you possibly ask for? So I think, uh, so all in all, I think that what we're saying here is that we're happy with the changes. There's nothing that's um, uh, un- that makes us unhappy. We think they're all very sensible. It'd be nice to see some different units on the board. The the big old uh, knight uh, propyron. Prop- prop- yeah, I'd knights, like to see knights, that. Knights can now about. be your um, knights can now be uh, your lord. Less of veterans. We're going to see less veterans. They're going to have different uh, HQ choices. Hopefully, maybe some more breaches like Michael uses. Assault shots, or just the old the humble old tactical squad, which I use. I t- t- so I think my my favourite change is um, the the champion getting um, Paragon yes. Blade. That is the absolute favourite change I've had so far because up until now, champions have been a really underwhelming choice. I mean, if you were yeah. going to choose a console um, to 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 be your to, if you were going to choose a console, that's probably at the bottom of the list. Yeah, you're right, because it's just got a normal power weapon. What's it going to do? Nothing. Now it's got an AP2 instant death on a six murder gu- murder weapon. Plus one um, weapon skill. Yeah. So he's going to absolutely roll with that. So that would be great to see some more of those 
and a few more challenges going in as well. Because that's always really good fun. Yeah. So um, I mean, I, I'm I'm already thinking I'm already thinking of a list with a with a champion. Very thematic. I mean, the change to the master signals is good as well because that's a unit that I use quite a lot. Um, and and clarifying exactly where he can be to to, to call in the whole environment is really good. Um, the changes to Perturabo are interesting as well because you know you, you, you could have used him as a really good way of getting a really horrific first turn um, alpha strike in on units that should not by no rights be there on turn one, i.e. flyers. Uh, but they put a stop to that, which is good. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, all in all, there's some interesting things that have come out of this. And I just I think it's definitely for the betterment of the game in, as a whole. So Biggest win is definitely Kurz, though. Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? They must have heard our podcast. So, all in, so I think in, in summation... We're all good with that. We think it's all really good. And um, happy gaming, everybody. Yeah, happy gaming, and we'll see you next time. Cheers now. Bye.